I'm Jake. And I'm John. And we're not Joseph. We're not Joseph. But speaking of Joseph, we have our very first questions. Uh, multiple questions. I'm just going to say it. If I were Joseph, the first question I would ask is, <clears throat> what do you think smells worse? A camel's toes or a rhinoceros? And why? Um, I'll go with a camel's toes. Not a camel toe. A camel's toes. Was that an option? Well, no. I just oh. want to clarify. Okay. Uh, so that's an option. Like, depends on the woman. Well, yeah, I guess it depends. <laughs> or the man. Or the man. Well, that's a moose knuckle. See, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I agree. Camel's toes. Camel's toes. Because uh, I mean, you, when you get into the crevices of a uh, a wild animal, it's um, it's a lot stinkier than the, just the overall scent of an animal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think Joseph also, if he were here, he would ask, uh, is the crisis of the modern man the same as what was stated in the mo- in the film Fight Club? I mean, yeah, I guess. Probably, yeah. We're not our clothes. We're not the shit we buy or, you know. Some of us. Some of us are. Yeah. Gucci. I, I am totally my makeup. <laughs> you totally are. Totally my foundation. Um... I don't know. I, I love Fight Club, though. Honestly, that, is, that really yeah, I, yeah. I would I would say George Clooney is probably one of the best actors ever. Easily Hollywood, and, and, and he shows it in that movie. Hands fucking down. I mean, yeah. right with I mean Denzel Washington just plays absolutely off so perfectly. Yeah, and and then the special guest appearance by Jesus was fucking a phenomenal. Oh my god! And like then, he got down off the cross and was like, "I am here to act." This is great. Counter Reeves, that was fun too. That was fun too. Yeah, he he showed up. Um, <laughs> suit and tie and went to hell came back that was fun <laughs> fucking Joseph what were we talking about <laughs> hey yo see hey. what I did there that's funny roll credits okay if you were running from an explosion what would you do or say during or after the explosion so during the explosion I would like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit <laughs> uh, I think uh, yeah during the explosion that's probably about the ah or uh, or after the explosion, Whew. yeah, that's that's close to my face, <laughs> my beard, singed. This one I'll let you take. Uh, yeah, uh, Joseph asks if a sand crab clocks in at point uh, eight nine miles per hour, why can clouds be gray? Well, it has to do with um, the fact that the sand crab is going that fast. I mean, that's I mean that's a hell of a speed. Um, it's going that fast. Uh, the ref- the blur yeah. from its speed is going to reflect off of the ground and cause uh, a whirlwind of uh, different uh, whites and blacks and grays and, and it's going to reflect onto the clouds. So it's like a refraction tornado. Yes. Amazing. And it turns the clouds gray. That's, that is an excellent answer. My answer, personally, uh, to the same question, sand crabs clocks in at 0.89 miles and why can clouds be gray, uh, is... If, if turtles like to eat pizza, then why is my underwear plaid? That's a, yeah. Yes. That makes, I think that makes more sense. Yes. That, I figure like that's a pretty good one. Um, well, Joseph also would like to know, what would be the best sandwich uh, we can dream of? 
Uh, turkey on wheat. Agreed. Uh, my, mine's probably, let's go with uh, banana cottage cheese pumpernickel. It's gross. Yeah, totally. I just, I just shit it. my pants a little bit. I just made it up because it's awful. Uh, I don't know. Ha- ham and cheese? I like ham. Oh. Hot ham and cheese. Yeah, hot ham and cheese. Yeah, let's see that. And, or, and with, with uh, tomato soup. Oh, of course. Mm. Uh, I got I got a new one real quick. I just got a new question. Oh, we did, did yeah. we? Yeah. But my, but my friend, my, my friend Jacob, how's it going? God. <laughs> How do I beat Rosalina? Um I'll let you take that. Yeah. So, so it, what he's referencing, obviously, if people don't know, is is uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, the character Rosalina, uh, Rosalina Luma. So he's wanting to know how to beat Rosalina. Which I don't know why you're asking me because you can beat everybody with the same character, and I'm I, I can't keep up at all. <laughs> like I can't even take one stock from him. But uh, I, I would say the the fastest thing, the best thing that I do when I fight Rosalina is immediately take out Luma. So she can't use Luma to to hit you from behind when you're trying to get around her, um, and keep your pimp hand strong. What? Yeah, Mario Galaxy. Uh, let's see. Back over to Joseph, who is the man of a thousand questions. Yes. Uh, who would win in a fight between Baudelaire and Oscar Wilde? Uh, first of all, I think Joseph is assuming that. We don't know who Baudelaire is. Uh, ha 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 ha! Jokes on you. I know because him named one of their albums after him. So suck it. Uh, but clearly Oscar Wilde. I was gonna say Baudelaire because Oscar Wilde is not a real person. There's no way. That name's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna crack this nut. <laughs> um. Oh shit! A legitimate question from Joseph. No. Yeah. No. What read. upcoming video games are you stoked about, and what do you hope for them for or for future console uh, innovations? Wait, wait, wait. Wait for the swerve. There's got to be something. It can't be legit. That's, he actually has a follow-up. What? If you could take a game from your childhood that hasn't been rebooted and make it, in, it, make it on a current console, which game, and what would you like to see done with it? Well, damn. Okay, well, let's go back to the first question then. Sorry, I didn't mean to doubt you. Um, <clears throat> upcoming video games are uh, am I stoked for? Okay, so there's there's a lot coming out in the next uh, six-ish months. Uh, the games start coming out September, October, and then end coming out in March. So between now and March, um, I would say uh, the biggest one I'm excited for is For Honor, which a lot of people may not even know about, but it's... Uh, there's three factions. It's Vikings, Samurai, and Knights. And it's like a multiplayer team deathmatch uh, where you play separate factions and you're fighting for points. Uh, but the fighting system is kind of like rock, paper, scissors. You get three different directions you can choose, like two ups and one down. And you like have a different stance. That's what they, they're considered. And you have to like attack them when their stances are not the same as your stance. So like you have to time attacks certain ways and you can block and stuff. But yeah, it's like all melee multiplayer. So it's like like a Call of Duty style game, but there's no range except for like abilities. Like I can shoot arrows. <laughs> like, like so, it's like is it, is it like free melee or is it like tactical or like uh, turn based or anything? No, no, it's 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 uh, free third person. Yeah, like real time. Uh, the only thing that's different, like it's it's a real time attack. But it's you see your screen like you can choose a direction and they can see what direction you're choosing, 
and they have to like adjust. So like if you hold your sword up to the right, then if they're blocking, they have to hold their sword up to the left to counteract that block. Or if you're trying to get around to attack, and you got to go around, make, make you have to hit down when they're hitting up, and then hit a fast attack or a slow attack, and you can get a block and stuff. So that's the game I'm probably most excited for. And all three factions have their own standard campaign, which I'm excited for. So that's probably the biggest game I'm excited for. That that or uh, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. That does look cool. It does look awesome. Um, I think. See, I, I used to be really into games. I, I just, I mean, one hour, I barely have the time between uh, uh, working and writing. Uh, and editing and doing this podcast, I, very little time is actually spent on video games. I bought the last game I bought was Doom, and not the original one, uh, the new one that just came out. Um, <laughs> last game I bought was Mario Brothers Three. Back in my day, we had two buttons and a D pad. Um, but uh, I mean, and I love Doom by the way. That was a oh, yeah. fucking fantastic I still haven't game. Played it. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm either going to rent it sooner or buy it when it's cheaper. So. Um, but anyways, uh, but there is one game I am absolutely stoked for, and it's um, a Mafia 3. Um, what I'm looking forward to about it, I mean, because one of the things about uh, Mafia 2, which um, actually was a bigger hit than I thought it was, I didn't realize that a lot of people liked that game. Yeah. At least enough to warrant a sequel. Um, I played that game back uh, whenever, uh, I think... I worked at the casino at the time. I can't remember. Uh, whatever it was, I was used to staying up or like, what did I still do anyways? Yeah. Um, obviously. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, uh, Michelle was uh, working overnights at Walmart. And I would stay up, play the game while she was working overnights. And when she got home, we'd go to bed. And uh, that I just remember that very fondly. And I remember having a blast with the game. It was so much fun. I thought it was just going to be an easy kind of nonsense game that's going to pass the time but it wasn't it had a really cool story yeah. uh, the only real problem I had with it was is that it was sort of open world it, which I mean you could explore whatever you want but like it was very linear yeah. with what you had to do a buddy of mine said the, the biggest problem he had was like you can upgrade your stuff to essentially show you where all the secret stuff is yes and then there's no more point in searching you're just like oh let's see what's around here yeah. oh got it all okay yeah that, that was yeah it was, it was like cheating almost but it was um it was a really cool game, but this one I'm hoping for, uh, and it looks like that's what they're going to do. It's absolutely sandbox, open world. Uh, you can go missions in different uh, in different ways, and truly explore everything and have side missions, much like GTA. Um, but I mean, I love the era that the game's in. It's in the the like, kind of post Vietnam era. Um, Agreed. And uh, uh, it also brings back one of the main characters from the second one, or the main character from the second one, as one of your uh, lieutenants. Um, and I think that's, I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be a really cool fucking game. I agree. Uh, uh, as far as, what about... Um, remake? Yeah, remake, rebooting. That's a really remaking. good question. That is a really way, good honestly. question. Like, I like, I mean, obviously I'm excited for games. Um, a couple other ones, just to throw names out, not going to explain what they are. You can do the research yourself. Names of games that I'm excited for coming out, um, whether it's a lot of excitement or a little bit. Horizon Zero Dawn for PS4. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of like a Turahi open world game. Looks kind of neat. Uh, main main cur- person's a girl. Like all animals are tech kind of, but not really animals are. Like, and then she has a bow, which I love. Um, <clears throat> Wildlands, which looks awesome. Um, I, I'm excited to see what they do with it. But Dead Rising Four. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with that game. Oh yeah, because like, I'm Frank, not uh, huge on Dead Rising. Like, Frank I like West. It. Yeah, that's the like, main character. Yeah. He's in it. I like I like Dead Rising, but I'm not huge on it, and so I'm excited to see what they do. But I don't. I'm not really like fascinated with that game series. 
Um, and then I'm excited for Forza Horizon 2. Um, I know a lot of people who don't like racing games, so be it. That's not a big deal for me. Uh, I like it, but it is what it is. Like, I'm excited for that one because it's just Australia, and you can just drive around up in Australia. Like, fuck. And we'll, but, yeah, but... Uh, um, but reboots. Reboots, yeah. You go first. Okay. This is a deep thinker. Cause... So, so I want to see kind of a remake, but with standard, like, new graphics. Even if it's first person, that's fine because they did first person, Metroid. They did a first person oh, version. Did. That's fine. I want to see, but I want to see the true. original Metroid style game, full like dungeon style side scrolling, or you not want necessarily. Like, an it, can be, it can be first person or third person, but I just want it to be like you're in an area and you have to, you can't go through certain areas and like kind of like old Doom, or you couldn't go through certain areas until you had a key card. Like you have to you have to get the weapon to go through a certain room to go that like. But I wanted like an up- updated graphics kind of but I mean like I said it's already been rebooted so is there and, any and, other one though that's but not Prime, been... Prime's been like there's a couple of the new Metroids that are really good so I don't want to say that game but I, I would like to see something like that um oh I'm trying to think of something that's older that hasn't been rebooted that I would like to see Pong <laughs> Pong they made they made that Pong 3D game on PlayStation 1 oh fuck yes they did I remember that Showing her age. Right. I remember when that came out. <laughs> oh, Back in my day. I spent 50 Balls were triangles. <laughs> Balls 3D. Balls 3D. Uh, on Sega Genesis. Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they need to remake Superman 64. But make fuck, it, make yes. it good. How do you make a Superman game, though? Because it's like, you can't lose. You can't yeah. shoot them. Like, well, you had a good idea for... Because yeah. we were... We had previous, not in a previous episode, I don't think. I think we were just talking amongst ourselves. Um, we were talking about how uh, Rocksteady, uh, well, it'd be cool for them to do another Batman game. Uh, most likely they're not. Uh, what would they move on to next? But I, I think they need to stick sort of, or I mean, at least one. I think Bro- Spider Man. Eh, they can't, though. I know. I mean, I, I know, I'm thinking more like, I was just saying because if they would do it, yes. Because they've already got that system down pretty well. But uh, I think, uh, but I mean, Warner Brothers, when they need to hold on to Rocksteady. Yeah. And they're so good and not, I'm not saying every year I want a Green Lantern game like expand up to like galaxies where like you can fast travel to different Fuck yeah. galaxies and fight different cre- like different kind of like uh, like Night City Old Republic with the Green Lantern characters yes um, bring by but you, we, what we were talking about this what, what they could do and we talked about pause because the rumor originally was that they were going to do a Superman game but Rocksteady was yeah. yeah I guess they still could Yeah, uh, but we were both you know sitting there thinking like well, how the fuck how do, you, do you do that how do you make it fun is the question because like but you had an idea I did but like because that's what we were thinking was like how do you make it fun because it's you put change difficulty easy normal meet or easy medium hard but how, what does it matter because you can't get hurt by bullets yeah <laughs> like the only thing that hurts you is kryptonite yeah so it's like so what do you do so the idea I had was Luther or whoever him and to him and other villains get together and create a dome that they put around the earth that still lets um, enough light through to where people can survive and plants can survive and, and stuff and such but uh, he finds out what from the sun gives Superman his powers, and, it, and that dome blocks out whatever it is, whatever that, the power. So are. Superman doesn't have all of his powers. So by the time he realizes what's going on, he doesn't have the strength to fly through it. He but he can. But he still has his his abilities. Like he can't fly necessarily, but like maybe he can, he can jump really but, super fucking. But like far. he could like, I I'd be okay with letting him fly at low altitudes. Like I would explain why he can't get up to like the top of the map like right 
have a ceiling like he can't fly past that mm-hmm. uh, otherwise he starts to fall because yeah. like, he's, he's but um, but he can kind of like because gravity is maybe heavy I don't know fuck it but, but like like he can fly for a little while maybe he has a fly bar and it allows him to fly for so long and then he has to land or whatever but um, but essentially that would hinder his powers and so he couldn't use all of his powers for a significant amount of time or very strong so like you have to level up his attacks or like every time you beat a mission it would take out a layer of the dome or <clears throat> sections of the dome and it would start bringing more of the energy and you would get stronger and then at the end of the game like you just take out Luther and put him in jail and you're like I win and no big fight or maybe it's like maybe last the last fight's doomsday and you have all your powers. Yeah, and, and you go full tilt against. Yeah, him. and like even then, it's still hard because it's doomsday. Doomsday, so you got. <laughs> so at least like Luth- Luther holds on to doomsday for the last fight. He's like, okay, this is my backup plan. If he gets all of his powers back, we'll send in doomsday. So I think, um, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's a fairly solid idea. And I think, uh, I mean, the, like an idea at least. Um, and I think um, can we tag Rocksteady in this? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Rocksteady, listen to this podcast. I have an idea. Um, but I think. Um, yeah, I mean, and plus, it, it sounds and feels like a very old school comic book plot where Lex is like, "I'm gonna block the Earth from the sun." You know, <laughs> it does. So, and I dig that. I think that's hilarious. And I, I but I think it could work because I mean, it would explain because like otherwise, otherwise, you'll do what happened in Superman sixty four and. They make you lose because you 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 don't lift the car in time. <laughs> oh God! You don't yeah. fly through a circle properly. Like or yeah, the f- or they flash. They literally flash the instructions in an instant. It's like ready, read, done. What the fuck did it say? Uh, <laughs> and you imagine you're a kid at the time, so you're like, I'm playing Superman. Yes, you're just flying around in circles. And then, <laughs> but then it flashes. You're like, uh, what do I do? And then you figure out what to do, but it's so sensitive you can't fly through this. That was a hoops. terrible game. Then you have to like fly straight at the car and hit it, like. Ugh. Um, but uh, as far as uh, back on on topic, topic <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, um, I think uh, for me, here's the thing: what were we playing? Um, trying to think of a reboot. Uh, for me, the hardest thing is that uh, I mean, a lot of our games from our childhood are either still being made, have have been rebooted, or have been rebooted. Like Super Mario Brothers, I mean, uh, it's been rebooted, and I mean, they're still making games mm-hmm. based on it. Um, the only one I can look back on and think that why haven't they remade it? I can think of three. Okay. Um, I think one uh, would be Bayou Billy. Interesting idea. I think they could do that. I could think they could do a third-person adventure game. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, it wouldn't have to be open world because that th- seems to be a thing. Everybody wants open world. I don't think it, I don't that particular game wouldn't would be hindered. I think by that. Yeah. Um, I think the issue because people linear. just walk around and you it, wouldn't be doing anything. Exactly. I think that game should be linear, and I think it should I still mean, have an open world feel to well, it. Well, I think more games need to take aspects from the Lego games and I know it sounds weird but yeah absolutely the new Lego games especially like Star Wars uh, you have a hub you go to mm-hmm. and you can go to different missions from your hub but the hub is an open world area so you can go walk around and do stuff in it uh, and then do a mission or go to this or go to this like challenge or whatever but like you go to the hub and you can just walk around that area it's fun but it doesn't mean like you can't just sit there for hours like oh I'm in an open world no you just you sit there walk around oh this is cool and then you move on but I don't know. Like Lego games have been really good. Um, but that besides Bayou Billy, uh, Double Dragon. Because as far as I know, they haven't really remade it. Yeah, not that I know of. 
And then the other I'd one, be cool with a remake of that. I, I mean, I don't know what they would do unless it's just another platformer. I, I mean, I'm 100% okay with Yeah, because I'd make it a platformer. A lot of people would want that. Are past platformers now. Which, but they could, do a prop, they could do a story version of it. You do something similar to the Arkham games. Yeah. Um, you know, let them kind of roam around, find their find things, you know, uh, have adventures, but have them, they have a very set goal. Um, Fine. Bimmy and Jimmy are going to find their girlfriend. Uh, or uh, the <laughs> other one, uh, which I would absolutely love because I think it would be batshit insane. And I think um, it would be just the perfect mix uh, for just nonsense for today. Battletoads. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I think that'd be a really fun game. Technically, one of the Battletoads has been made into a newer game. What? Uh, Killer Instinct. What? Rash. Rash. Really? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Like, he has the boot and the bell. Like, fuck, I did not know that. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I'll have to show it to you after this is over. That's, um... But that's, it was just a one character, but still, like... And uh, Ma- and the Arbiter from Halo is in it, too. With with the sword and everything. Like That's fucking genius. Yeah. It's really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll, show you, the, I'll I, show you the video of it later. Fuck it's yes. really cool. It's cool looking. Um, oh, another game I'm excited for coming out. Injustice 2. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you not have you read any of the uh, comics for that yet? Mm-mm. That's um, I heard it's a solid comic. It's a it's it's really they're on year five now, aren't they? Yeah, it's, they're on year five now. Uh, I think I've been borrowing them from Joseph as he uh, oh, okay. as he gets them right now. He has year four or yeah year four part two. Uh, and I'm, next time I go over there, I'm gonna borrow that from him and read it because I I busted those things like fucking quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind reading those sometime. They're really, I'll like really to see good. if they'll let me borrow them. We're answering your questions, the least you could do. Absolutely. Let me borrow them. You know what, though? Those questions are good. We should ask Joseph. Okay. Let's ask Joseph. Let's ask Joseph. We should just, see. Like, just call him? Yeah, let's, let's just, just call, call him. him. Put let's him on. You got, you got his phone number? I don't think I do, actually. Let me, let me, I'm going to call him put him on speakerphone. Okay. This is... Um, We're going to do this via satellite? <laughs> via, <laughs> via cell satellite. tower. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I actually I don't think I've ever called Joseph. Oh Jesus, this is gonna go weird real quick. Because uh, I I don't ever I I rarely call people. I only uh, text usually. I hate talking on the phone. Yeah, he's gonna be so confused. He is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. Hey, we thought we'd ask you a question so you could answer it on our podcast. What's that? We're gonna ask you a question so we can answer. You can answer it on your on our podcast. On your podcast? Yeah, you're All on right. speakerphone oh, right now and being recorded. You're on candid video. So we're gonna ask you what you asked us. This is absolutely spur of the moment, sir. Are you, you have me on the uh, speakerphone? Yeah. Well, it's, it's really hard to hear you. Oh, let's get closer and talk to him louder. Okay. Can, can you hear us better? Okay. okay. All right, we're gonna ask you a question that you asked uh, that you asked us, and you have to answer it, and then we're gonna hang up from you. Uh, <laughs> what video right. game are you looking forward to? What game am I looking forward to? Yeah, uh, several of them actually. Uh, one that's probably nearest is Dragon Ball Z Universe uh, Two. That's the same. I figured that that game actually looked the you, that was the one you were playing the other day when I was over there or showed me it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the regular one, but they're coming out with number two. Right, yeah, yeah. That, it looks awesome. It, that uh, the the uh, first one looks uh, like it was really, really yeah, cool. it's fun. I like I like it. The second one looks really good. Uh, too. The new uh, new Tekken comes out next 
year. I'm uh, excited about Akuma being in it because I'm a big Akuma fan. So there's that. Uh, the new South Park game. Oh, uh, fuck, I fractured, forgot about that. Forgot about it. Fractured butthole. Fractured butthole. <laughs> Sounds, it looks like it'd be pretty good. I enjoyed the first one, so. I did like the first one a lot. Damn it, Joseph. Now, horrible, horrible person. So, uh, when are you going to show up on our podcast in real life? Uh, one of these days. You better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, like previous installments, you probably have to come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm okay with that. Well, it'll I'll be a road show. show up here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, the other question if you could take a game from your childhood, that hasn't been rebooted yet, and reboot it. What would it be? Uh, Battletoads. <laughs> oh shit! Yes, I said the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly was playing this uh, yesterday. So I'm, those games I'm are awesome. Um, I want Paperboy. <laughs> Not on sixty-four because that was awful. Uh, there's, there's a game. Uh, I think it was for the Genesis called Cyborg Justice. That sounds I familiar. Really I feel like I'm honestly the only person that ever played it. That sounds um, really are. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, in that game back there, you could you walk through these uh, alien planets basically and were fighting all these different cyborgs. But the cool thing about the game was you could rip off the limbs of the other cyborgs and put the attachment onto yourself so you could use their weaponry. Nice. That sounds. What game is that called? Cyborg Justice. Cyborg Justice. I'm gonna play the shit out. I'm gonna find that. But yeah, it used to be a lot of fun. Uh, so that one could be really cool as an update, like you just kind of tearing apart new people and constructing new weapons for yourself. Could be uh, pretty cool on a new system. That'd be really badass. Especially if you get to construct them, kind of like in uh, was it Assassin's Creed uh, Revol- Revolution? No. Uh, Brother, maybe brotherhood. You get to do bomb making and stuff, and put different like shrapnel or different gases and stuff like that. You could really take that apart and have to create and really get to customize your weaponry. It could be really fun. That would, yeah, that 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 actually that's the that's a much better answer than anything either of us put up. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why you need to come and join us. The cover looks awesome. Create the ultimate cyborg warrior. Build the ultimate high tech soldier. Arm it with lasers, war hammers, and steel ripping hyper saws. He found it on Amazon for three bucks. You can build 216 different cyborgs. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to let you go now. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. That has been Joseph. That was Joseph. He will be joining us one day. He is a fascinating dude. I, I love him to death. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. Uh, all right. Now that we're done with the question portion of it, Marvel. Marvel TV. Yeah, I, I, I broke up the sections a little differently because there was just some news that was not speci- specific to a show, but just to Marvel's TV shows. Um, but this first one, uh, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Uh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito yeah uh, basically Gus from Breaking Bad yeah uh, turned down a Marvel role due to the division between the film and TV studios uh, he was uh, quoted as saying uh, 
I know the Marvel world exists on the Disney lot. I love those guys at Marvel, he says. Uh, we've been trying to figure out how to collaborate on something. I'm hoping that uh, that it is something. They came to me with something for their television department. Then I realized that if I did that, I'd never be able to have the same character be in that film, uh, in that film department. Uh, once you're in a, uh, in a Marvel character in the television version, you have to stay in the partic- in that particular character. You can't carry that over to the film. Basically, he's talking about because uh, recently, or not so recently, I guess it's been probably about a year almost, they separated the film division TV of Marvel film. and the TV department. Yeah, again. which they defined with S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because they, they had a couple interloping stories and then didn't really work out so well, so they're just like, yeah, we're done. And, they, and it was also because, like, um, whoever was calling the shots... Uh, wasn't doing a good job like they were doing starting to do a very piss poor job so Marvel Studios uh the once Disney it was after Disney took over really and then Marvel Studios and Disney are working exclusively together they're like okay we'll cover the fucking film and then I guess just Marvel Studios alone really is covering the TV department if I understand this right I'm not 100% sure uh but I mean obviously Disney is still you know producing it and putting it on ABC but uh that's what he's alluding to there is that there is uh, we won't most likely will not see any of the uh, television characters be put into the movies. Uh, the only exception might be the Netflix series. Uh, That'd be cool. I, I've heard uh, mm-hmm. Avengers and Avengers Four that uh, we might see the Defenders in there. Interesting. Which would be uh, be really cool. Then again, I don't really want it. Yeah. Honestly. I like that they mention the event or whatever happens, you know? I like that they mention that in the Netflix shows. Yeah. But I don't. Someone, they wouldn't fit. It's, someone was telling me there was rumors flying around saying that uh, that Grant Gustin was going to make an appearance in a DC movie sometime in the next whatever. Well, that'd be kind of cool. But like, I don't. Like I don't. There's going to be like, the, like, they're going to introduce the multiverse. I wouldn't mind that. And I was like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with Stephen Amell, like because there's no there's no Green Arrow at this point. Yeah, I mean, they could. I mean, they could eventually do it, and maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe this whole thing is just a surprise, and that's what they're working on, uh, because then they would be the first to truly cross over the film and TV. Mean? They could. I mean, good lord, they could jump the gun. And that could put them. I mean, they've got a lot. They need to catch up yeah. first. But um, in other news, uh, Marvel and AB Studios are developing a new Warriors comedy series that will put the spotlight on Squirrel Girl. I love. Squirrel Girl. I think she's ridiculous. She is. But it's Which is funny. why I love her. Um, it doesn't look like it'll be airing on ABC because they are currently shopping into both cable and streaming services, which kind of leads you to believe that it might be more adult-oriented. Which would be good. Yeah. And that, which also, if they're doing, if, if they're looking at, you know, putting like HBO or, or Stars or Netflix or something like that, if that's what they're looking to do. I mean, they could they could get Anna Kendrick to play Squirrel Girl. Oh my god! Which is, I mean, she's been fucking like on it. She wants she's, it. She's she's perfect. So too. is Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon's on it. He wants her to have it because she's like perfect, like she, absolutely adorable quirkiness. And, and that's I, that's Squirrel Girl. I'd like to see in her in a nutshell. Ha ha! Oh god, I'm fucking funny. Um, it says uh, TV line says about the new series described as the junior version of the Avengers. The new warriors are a superhero squad made up of teenagers, one of whom would include uh, Doreen Green, aka Squirrel Girl. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. But... Oh yeah, I'd be I'd be excited for it um, until it, until they fuck up and then I don't like them anymore. Now fuck them. Then yeah, then fuck them. Uh, Agents of Shield. 
<laughs> Fuck him. Okay. Agent of Shield. Uh, first that. image of Gabrielle Luna mm-hmm. as Robbie Reyes, not as Ghost Rider. Yeah. Uh, and then there's cell phone footage of his car driving off. Yeah, it's uh, basically. Um, I probably should have read that one. Or had you watched the video? Probably. I forgot to. You want to redo it? No. You, you can do it. Why? You want to read it? I'll read it. Okay. Dude, show me how it's supposed to be read. Hey, John, guess what? What? The first image of Gabriel Luna as Robbie Reyes was released. Oh, my God. It, but it's not him as Ghost Rider. Oh. It's only him as, as Robbie Reyes. So, basically, it's a, that dude in a leather jacket. Right. Um, and then there's... So, so kind of like... Before the Ghost Rider. Yeah. Kind of like how they did other characters in other shows. Yeah. I can't, I'm going to come up with an example. <laughs> Fucking clever. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. Um, and then they released quote-unquote cell phone footage uh, of his car driving off, too. Like, it was like, oh, is that him? Is that him? And they were like, the cell phone footage was just like, they're, it was like they're standing right inside of a fire filming. I'm like, oh, well, that looks ridiculous. And it's literally his car just backing up and peeling away. Amazing. Yeah, it's, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's... It's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, so we'll see. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, I like the show, but it's just not, I, it's not on the top of my to-watch list. So. Honestly, I thought once they announced Ghost Rider as going to be in Season 4, I'd want to hurry up and catch up. I don't. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm waiting for the show just to be canceled. I've got, I've got, so we're going to talk about this later, so I'll wait, but I got some, some special guest um, characters that I've been, shows I've been watching. We're going to talk about that later. Ah, yes. That I uh, was really excited about and didn't know. I was really happy with, but we'll get to that later. Um, what's next? Uh, Marvel Films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Oh, love some Captain Marvel news. Yeah. Yeah. I have not read this list yet. You haven't at all. <laughs> so, I'm way behind. I worked late. Tonight. I was trying to talk to him like uh, <laughs> like later on we're going to talk about Westworld. I said you need to watch the Westworld trailer, and then further down the line I said some one of the other articles. He was like. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? What am I gonna what? watch? <laughs> Who's he doing? Huh? <laughs> and so I was like, out of it. <laughs> I was like, are you serious, dude? I'm not far behind. <laughs> uh, according to Mashable's Jeff Snyder, should you read that? I don't know who that is. No, that's just the, that's the source. I started citing Fuck that. the sources. I started citing it's the people. It's our there. information. This is a, we found this we out. We found this out by on our searching own. around We're detectives. Online. We are detectives. We are Batman. <laughs> we are Batman. John and Jake. Yeah. All right. Mashable's Jeff Snyder. Uh, Rebecca Thomas has surfaced as another possible director. <gasps> Different directors. Yay. Uh, best known for directing 2012's Electric Children, which is about a young Mormon girl living in an isolated compound who listens to music for the first time and believes she's becoming, or believes she becomes pregnant and must find the father of her miracle baby. I've never heard of that movie. I've never either, but it sounded fascinating. That sounds weird. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to know. That's why I wanted to put the plot and everything let's, on there, too. Let's, so let's just say we recommend everyone watch <laughs> <laughs> electric. electric. And that's, a, that's not a... Electric with a K. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not, it's not a misspelling. Spell electric and then a K at the end. Yeah. Anyways, don't you can watch if you want. But, uh, also currently attached to, to direct Universal's live-action Little Mermaid film starring Chloe Grace Moretz. I love Chloe Grace Moretz. I do too. She's adorable. She is. And a really good actress. Yeah, she is. Uh, I watched the movie uh, she was in, uh, If I Stay. Yeah. Uh, I want to see that. It's not a super good movie. Really, no. It's really not, but she's good in it. That's good. And it's that's all I was looking for. I, I was seeing if she was good in it and if she could stand up to anything besides Hit Girl and Hit Girl. Carrie. I haven't watched that movie yet. I haven't either. I don't know. It's hard for me to watch remakes of movies that I... I 
liked when I was a kid. I was going to say, don't say love. Cause... No, I was going to, but it's, I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Stephen King, honestly. Like, he's not the best writer, <laughs> no. but I like his stories. They're interesting for the most part. Um, and there's some that are really creepy. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to my dad about this. I need to, I need to read it because I've never read it. My dad said the creepiest book he's ever read. And I don't think he meant Stephen King book. I mean, he think he means just Booking. book is Christine. And I'm like, the fucking book with a car in it? I've heard that too, actually. I don't know why people say that. Which I, I'm like, fucking And it's seriously. a fucking car mo- book movie. But he, he said uh, it was one of the scariest things he's ever read. I'll like, never read it, though, because I work in an auto parts store and I hear about cars all the time. And I don't want to come home and read about a car. I'm totally going to read it and then just spook you. <laughs> Look at this Chevy. You're going to have to buy an alternator for this. <laughs> Radiator. <laughs> um... <clears throat> What other Marvel film news is there, Jake? Oh, I believe there's some Spider-Man Homecoming news. Oh, my God. Uh, John Favreau is set to reprise his role as Happy Hogan. They might as well call this Spider-Man uh, Iron Man 4. <laughs> Spider-Man... Spider-Iron Man 4. Iron Spider. <gasps> yeah! I want to see that soup. They almost put it in the movie. I it's know. a war. I'm kind of glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. I would have liked... Uh, honestly, what I would have enjoyed is a mention of it. Is like it, you know he sees the crappy suit that he wears and he's like I'm gonna upgrade you need a suit upgrade and uh, you know maybe like an iron spider suit or, or something like that or or uh, or Peter like uh, he is like as long as it's not uh, red, <laughs> red and gold red and gold like your crap oh um uh Friday <laughs> we gotta fix this <laughs> <laughs> shit. So, um, there, there's no more Marvel movie news, but I did want to take some time out again as, uh, you know, to get off topic a little bit, uh, talk about Avengers 4. Okay. Uh, cause there's no real, nothing really known about it yet. Uh, and, but they have said that it is a separate movie. It will not be, obviously it's not going to be Infinity War Part 2 anymore. It's its own thing. Interesting. Uh, they don't. They haven't announced the title. Apparently, they're going to announce it somewhere here soon. Uh, they thought maybe San Diego Comic Con, which they obviously didn't. Um, but the other other option really is uh, probably a D D D three or D twenty three. Okay. Um, so I, I didn't Expo. know. I didn't know about what they released at Comic Con because we weren't invited. Um, we weren't. No. Again, they they snubbed us again. Like I I emailed them and talked to them. It's like we're part of a getting us epic podcast. We've got this huge audience of like five um, ish five ish. Uh, if you take away friends and family, it might be like two ish, mm. but maybe that's a generous number. Let's <laughs> 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 <was> half it. <laughs> we'll just we'll just cut it down to half. One listener. No, we have like a midget. That's a. <laughs> This is like half a person. Because we know they're not this real. Warwick Davis. Just, <laughs> just Warwick Davis. Just chilling out listening. <laughs> These guys are cool. <laughs> These guys are funny. If you are listening, Warwick, you can come out anytime. Oh, my God. We would be so, so happy to have you. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, we didn't get invited again. Oh, I don't know. But it's okay. Maybe next year. If next you're listening, year. next year. Next just, year. Well, we'll let it slide. Yeah, we get just it. Let it send, just send us the, the stuff in the mail. We'll yeah, go. We'll get it. And we'll we'll record about it. <laughs> like we'll, in the hotel room. Like while we're there, we'll yeah. do we'll do daily podcasts. Or just walk around San Diego Comic Con recording. Yes. Just with a bunch of background noise. Yeah, it, it would be awful. But we'll, we'll record do it. during panels. Yeah. Just be assholes the entire time. We'll just walk on stage and just just take over. Listen, like, we're going to record a podcast real quick, so you guys are going to be special guests. Can you get quiet for a second? No, no, you guys are going to be special guests on the podcast. We're going to do the panel now. 
<laughs> Jesus, we're asses. Um, our our fake selves are dicks. <laughs> yeah. <they are. laughs> oh, anyways, yeah. So Avengers four. Uh, yeah. So we're, uh, the only rumor that I've heard right now. I mean, obviously there's some you know rumors about cast mm-hmm. members who are going to be there. Rumor. Yeah. Well, it's not. Well, it's a character description. I know. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Fucking with it. Don't fuck with me. Um, the rumor is that Magus will be the main antagonist after uh, Thanos is defeated. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, uh, so, Magus, uh, I wasn't unsure, so I looked it up who he is. Um, the original Magus is an older, evil Adam Warlock who has uh, traveled to the past and rules a religious empire called the Universal Church of Truth. Uh, to ensure his own creation, he guides his younger self through a series of actions that will result in him becoming Magus. Um, with the aid of Thanos, Warlock alters his future and destroys the Magus's timeline, erasing him from existence. When Warlock acquires the Infinity Gauntlet, he expels good and evil from his soul, unintentionally giving him uh, corporal, uh, giving them corporal forms. The evil half names himself the Magus and attempts to gain the Infinity Gauntlet for himself. He fails, and Warlock traps him in the Soul Gem. Since he is only part of a soul, he cannot interact with the other inhabitants of the soul world and exists only as a phantom. The Magus escapes the soul gem in an immaterial form, absorbing the life energies of others to regain tangibility. He is defeated uh, by Genesfell? Sure. Mm -hmm. And reverts to an ethereal entity. The Magus uh, retaliates by wounding Genesis' friend Moondragon, in claiming she is destined to become his slave. Warlock becomes the third Magus when he repairs a damage to the space-time continuum. This Magus works for the evil Lord Marvell and is killed uh, when he fails a mission. The Universal Church of Truth resurrects him as a child who is then imprisoned by the Annihilators. Um, Lord Marvell. I know. <laughs> How clever. He. Um, so I, I kind of I, I want to get your opinion, I guess, on uh, what you think is going to actually happen. I guess what what will happen at the end of Avengers: Infinity War, and then what what it'll lead to in Avengers Four. What you think, or what you, what I you mean, think, or what ob- you want to think? Obviously, or what you want to see? We're right? going to have some deaths. Uh, oh yeah. So so a lot of people going to die. Mm-hmm. Lots of tombstones. Who's going to um, die? I'm assuming in Avengers Infinity War there's going to be that's where the deaths are going to be at. Yeah. Who? I, I assume Cap. It's got to be, right? Yeah. He's got to be the one that dies. Yeah. And Bucky picks I, it I up s- for I four. feel like Tony's going to get the shit kicked out of him. He's going to get close. And then Steve's going to come save him. Like I told you anytime, any, anywhere I'll be here. And he's going to And then Thanos just flicks him and he dies. Sure. In the nose. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> but yeah, it's the sound it makes. He's just like, <laughs> and his head just goes rolling. <laughs> lands right next to Tony. <laughs> um, but no, like he's gonna come and help and save. And yeah, all that stuff. But he he's gonna take up the. I think he'll take up the cat title again, uh, and then shortly die. <laughs> yeah, um, take it up just long enough to die. I feel like maybe Gamora. Maybe. I could see that. Or or Nebula. 
maybe Nebula saves Gamora and dies instead. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say Nebula. Okay. So yeah, I can see that more. I, I, I'm because she's gonna she's supposed to have a bigger character too in Gar- Guardians too. Mm-hmm. So maybe she comes up and she's a bigger character. She's still kind of evil, like Loki ish, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Oh no, I save you, kill my daddy and shit." Like or, they, I mean, or they could go. They could go Gamora though. They could. I mean, with uh, with I mean, and then you mean introduce. Um, Nebula as you know, one starting to teeter on that good bad line, give her more of a character as she's supposed to in Guardians of the Galaxy too. That way, by the time we get to Infinity War, uh, they have sort of an okay relationship, and then Gamora dies protecting Nebula, and then I Nebula like joins the, the other Guardians. Way around, but yeah, that would work too. Personally, I just feel like it'd probably be the other way around. I like, also don't want to see Gamora go away because. I love her. Yeah, I love both of them. I do too. I love Karen Gillan. Oh, she's awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Redheads. <clears throat> well, I mean, bald heads, but still. Yeah. She's still a redhead, even if she's bald. She's still redhead. Yeah. Elsewhere. Sure. Um, I'm sorry if I ever meet in real life, I'll probably be like Amy Pond. I love you. And everyone around me gonna go who? Huh? <laughs> Doctor Who? <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I. I mean, I can see that. So those two for sure. Uh, I, I assume Scarlet Witch is probably gonna bite it. Yeah, because I mean, you can't have, you can't have uh, mutants. Cause they're not, they're not even called mutants. Like you can't have them. Like it was obvious. Like Quicksilver was gonna die. Yeah. So fine, but I feel like she's gonna do something, to do something good for the group, and then pass. Because uh-huh. I mean, you can't really keep her there. But we can't have too many deaths. We have to have basically. I think what it has to come down to is a. We have to have like two considerably minor deaths, and then the big one, which the big one's Cap. Well, yeah. Uh, I think he'll close out. No, he can't close it out because they're gonna kill Thanos or defeat Thanos rather, and at the end of Infinity. It'll probably War. be at the beginning of the third act. Yeah. Or the end of the second. End. Of the, I think end of the second to rally them for the third act. Um, Talking like scriptwriters. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> scriptwriting talk. Um. Yeah, I can see that, and I think who 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 delivers the killing blow or the defeating blow to uh, Thanos. Personally, I hope it's Drax. I do too. I think he deserves it. I do he too. He deserves it the most. Like, who will it probably be though? It's probably. <laughs> Sorry, my my brain immediately went to sarcasm, like Hawkeye. <laughs> I, I was thinking the exact same was, thing. I was, was gonna fucking, say, like they're all fighting him and fighting him and fighting him. And Hawkeye's in the back, like he's he's like they're they're fighting fucking in space. Fuck it, <laughs> we'll do it a lot. And I, he's, they fight in space. He's sitting on the front lawn of the, of the Avengers Tower and just and kills him. Is <laughs> all of a sudden as they're all fighting here, <laughs> they're all fighting. You just hear Thanos go. And just like float in space, <laughs> and they're all like, "The fuck?" That's the that's the the, the drop one f bomb, and and Avengers and just cut War. the black. Cut the black. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Credits. The Avengers will return. <laughs> no, no after credit scenes. No, no, none. No, the after credit scenes is they go they go back and look at look at Hawkeye and just go, dude, and that's it. No, no words. Just they're just shaking their head. And just, <laughs> that was not in the script. Um, no, I hope it's Drax, but chances are it's going to be probably, I, I kind of, if it's not, if it's not Drax, I kind of hope it's Bucky. 
I would like that to to establish him as Cap. Yeah. Like he is Captain America. He's the new Captain. Like I'm I, just curious how they do it though. Well, I, I haven't read the Infinity. We obviously missed the death, by the way. Who Vision? Vision does have to die. He has to die. So so maybe Scarlet Witch doesn't. Maybe not. Maybe maybe, maybe she, he saves Scarlet Witch and dies and, and gives up the stone. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, we got this. We got it. We're on it. I think. Um, <laughs> I've got. So okay, so I mean, clearly the movie. I mean, they can say that it's two completely different stories, which yeah, maybe it is. But clearly, they're both going to be connected. One, they're filming back to back. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's um, clearly going to be uh, because of the events of Infinity War lead directly into Avengers Four, uh, and with Magus being the main villain or rumored to be the main villain of the movie, um, that makes sense. He would pick up the Infinity Gauntlet, and then he'd be the new threat. Um, and it makes sense too because I heard that they're supposed to introduce Adam Warlock in Guardians 2 and uh, think uh... <laughs> <laughs> so we have another question yeah we do have another question um, I called uh, Joseph a dick on our Facebook on my Facebook uh, post where he was asking all the questions uh, and then he said don't talk to my penis that harshly it's sensitive and then I had one of my friends who uh, who asked the question. If you were to talk to his penis, what would you say and what kind of voice would you use? Go ahead, Jake. I'll let you take this one. I feel like you're a little bit closer to Joseph than I am. <laughs> Regardless of popular belief, not that close. Uh, no? Not that close. Oh, I mean. oh. Uh, no, I'm very close to Joseph. Not that close to Joseph. Okay, well, um, you should just use the voice. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry, little guy. I didn't mean to be mean to you. That's that's what I would do. Okay. Did that break you, John? <laughs> I wasn't expecting like a high pitched <laughs> beaker what were Gonzo. We, mix. What were you, were you expecting? What were you? What's up, baby? <laughs> you look, you, you look, look damn good. You like it harsh. <laughs> Uh, oh, anyways, if, uh, uh, Avengers Four. Fuck yeah. it, we'll do it live. Um, we'll do it live. Maybe that's what we should have called the podcast. Fuck, uh, it. <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. In, in homage to Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, in homage to the shithead Bill O'Reilly. Oh, God, I have to establish that he's a shithead. That way, they know that where our allegiances lie. Yeah. Um, but the only thing um, he's ever done well. We'll say fuck it. We'll do fuck it. Live. We'll do it live. No, honestly, I've heard his books are pretty good. Really? Like the killing, killing, killing Lincoln. Yeah, killing Jesus is. was one of them too, I think, and killing whatever their names are. But like the, the like historical books. But it's the thing though is that he has a ghost writer, not a ghost writer, but it's a somebody who also is actually writing it. And right. So that's the only thing I I actually give him any good credit for is that his books have done well. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, Avengers four. Uh, yeah, I think I mean Vision's got to die definitely. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go th- if we're doing threes. Which they always come in three. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go in this order: Vision, Nebula, Cap. Okay. I think uh, I think you're right. I think the killing blow should come from Drax. But if not, actually, the more I think about, it, the more I want it to be Bucky yeah. somehow. Because I haven't read the Infinity Sagas at all, like the the Gauntlet War and the uh, Crusade. Um, Me either. Um, so I, I'm not 100% sure how they defeat him, but I, I'm curious how they would do that. Yeah. But in any case, um, 
whatever it is, the events will lead to it. Uh, so yeah, it makes sense. They're going to introduce uh, Adam Warlock again, rumor, in Guardians Two. So it makes sense that he's there. He's there to help them against Thanos. Right. He helps to defeat Thanos in some way. They're not introducing Captain Marvel in Guardians 2, right? No, they're not. Because I heard they were going to, and then they changed their mind. Right, they were go- it's going to... The reason they're going to introduce Captain Marvel in um, uh, Age of Ultron. Okay. But they ultimately obviously didn't. Um, instead, yeah, I had heard, again, they were going to bring her in for Guardians 2, opted not to, but now they said that uh, she will most likely make her debut in Infinity War. Cool. So I think we'll see her debut there. Uh, but in any case, Warlock will be de- it will debut probably in Guardians 2. That way they can lead towards him picking up the gauntlet and then Magus being born for Avengers 4. Uh, that's probably what will happen. Probably. It sounds about right. What I think would be kind of cool to see happen would be for maybe... Thanos gets defeated. The gauntlet's dropped. Before he's able to, before anybody else is able to get it, there's one person there who can pick it up. The Mandarin. Right. I like that idea. And have the Mandarin be the main villain of Avengers 4. And have him be like a really proper dangerous threat. And have him kill Tony Stark. I like that idea. I think it's to let him, let Tony Stark die. Should we bring bring Slattery back? Yeah. Just to, just... I'd be okay with them bringing him back. Like, if I know. I just get so bummed out because because Ben Kingsley was perfect. He really was. The performance he was giving as the Mandarin was great. It was perfect. And then he turned him into Tony Slattery. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it, again, that was perfect too because it was funny. Yeah. But but it was just like it's like that. No, you don't do that to the Mandarin. But it's all in the past, and they fixed it in that all hail the king short. So yeah. so we're just waiting for the reveal of the Mandarin. I think uh, I mean we're gonna see it down the line. Chances are they're not gonna hire honestly a Middle Eastern to be the villain because one they did it and then faked everybody out. Right. And they've already shown the Ten Rings are not uh, a Middle Eastern terrorist group. They're worldwide. Worldwide, so it could be <clears throat> Which anybody. Which they should be. Yeah, and I think it makes it more of a threat. I think it'd be cool. You, you already by that time you have the magic and and stuff like that introduced. And then, uh, uh, and then you have bring the Mandarin in with his ten cosmic rings, and then you let him have the Infinity Gauntlet, which, to the best of my knowledge, he's never held the Infinity Gauntlet. I think it'd be very, very cool to see, to do something completely original that you haven't seen in the comic books, you know? Because right now we're getting ready to see the Infinity War. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool to have the Mandarin do it and him be the main villain. Have him come back and right have him yeah. quote unquote come back I think that'd be really do it properly and I think because then you could have Tony be like the Mandarin's not real he, it was it was all a you know hoax and are you so naive they'll never see me coming uh DC Jake where'd you go he just fell through a pit in the floor I don't understand what happened to my partner I don't all right, well, I can hear you, so let's continue the podcast. Let's <laughs> um, start off with DCW. DC Dub. DC Dub. The Flash. The Flash TV show. TV. TV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine the movie on the CW. <laughs> God, that budget would suck. That would be terrible. Um, so, confirmed? Yeah. Savitar will be one of the main villains of season three, but has yet to be cast. Yes. This is the guy, this is the villain we talked about, 
who originally said the speedster that were behind the scenes, that you saw that they were saying that was Savitar. Uh, but now they're saying that that's the rival is who that is. Okay. And so originally, they now they said that Savitar is going to be a main villain. So there's going to be three main villains. Oh my God. In The Flash, season three. And Savitar is one of them, so we don't have to go into the big long story, uh, long backstory. Go back a few episodes, and we'll you can hear what the backstory is, or fuck it, just Google it. Um, but yeah, uh, he's gonna be he's been confirmed as awesome one of the main villains. Um, the executive producer of the show, uh, Aaron Helbing, uh, said of the villain, season three is more about psychological warfare. Everything about Savitar is different than Zoom or Reverse Flash. I can't go into too much detail, but he's quite a bit different. Uh, he also said about uh, Doctor Alchemy, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing, yeah, Doctor, yeah, Doctor Alchemy. Uh, we're trying to have the powers that they both possess play off of each other. It's not just, oh, I have to catch this guy and take him down. It's more like, crap. Now there's this other guy, Doctor Alchemy, who has these transmutation qualities via the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, you start to learn what he does with this stuff and how the both of them are coexisting. Uh, he also did talk about the tone of the show. Uh, the last five or six episodes of season two were pretty dark. Zoom in general was dark. It got even got darker uh, than we probably anticipated. So we're making a conscious effort to go back more toward the tone of season one. Which, see, I think season one was a much better tone. Yeah. Uh, because it was it was more lighthearted. Um, I mean, I want there to be those serious, darker and, moments. And that's but... what they... I think season one did that fairly well. Yeah. And I feel like season two... Was good, but it was darker. It was a lot darker, but I don't think it's a bad thing. No, because I mean, he's evolving not. as a character. I mean, but I think they're worry. I think what they're worried is that people are, uh, you know, like, oh, now you're going, you know, down the arrow path, so you're gonna go for sure. a darker, greater. So they they want that contract, and which was what was that was what's so cool about the show is that it was such an opposite tone to Arrow, but yeah. they still meshed but together so the, well. Yeah, but you look at the characters like Arrow, like. He's uh, stuck on a, an island for five years, as far as we know. And then you find out all this other stuff that happened to him, and that's why he's so dark when he gets back. Absolutely. And Flash, yeah, he had a dark past, but trying to do what he loved, he had these powers. And so, of course, he's like a kid in a candy store because he just, boom, got his powers, and then he's running around like crazy. And I think. Um, so, and then he's realizing now the dark side of having these abilities. Yeah. Like, people are going to target you and your loved ones. I think that, and that's what made sense, I think it made sense for season two to be darker. Um, I think, and when he, when he was talking about how darker than anticipated, I think uh, I'd read somewhere he had said about how, like, uh, Zoom killing uh, Barry's dad in front of him. Yeah. They said that was really dark. Well, like, yeah, but... It's, but it really does establish... But I think it made sense for season two to be darker anyways because, I mean, he had a really shitty first season that at the end there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, his best friend and the woman he loved, fiance, shot himself to save them, you know, in reverse flash. He, he, he had to go back into the past to watch his mother die or listen to her die and be there with her as she died. I mean, that's, that fucks you up. Royally, and, and there's so much tragedy there. Uh, so, I mean, it made sense for season two to be like considerably darker. And I, I wasn't mad that it was dark. I guess some no, people, I, some people were, were just like, "Whoa, shit!" I, I, I got dark, got dark pretty quick. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I have no problem with. Uh, it doesn't matter what they do, man. I'm gonna watch that show exactly. all the damn time. Yeah. I mean, I love Arrow, but 
Flash. Flash is my favorite. Always has been. Honestly, right now, I think Flash is my uh, favorite show on TV. And that's, I mean, I'm talking like Walking Dead and yeah. You know, Flash is my absolute favorite show. Um, uh, speaking more of Flash, Tom Felton uh, spoke on uh, about his character uh, CSI Julian Dorn. That sounds like a fake fucking name, doesn't it? Like that no, sounds like a cut, like the whole John Smith or what are they called? Um, Con. What were they called? Uh, Con uh, prior to uh, the release of uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. What was it like John Wellington or something? It was something. It was something Tom, like, yeah, like something Wellington. Like, it was like something clearly fucking fake. John yeah. Harrington. Harrington, yeah, something like that. It was yeah. something like very clearly fake, and I was like, that's what that feels like to me. Uh, but he, uh, Tom Felton says about the character, he's a forensic expert, so he treads on the toes of much of what Barry is good at. Hence, they have a slightly abrasive relationship at first. Uh, I say abrasive, but I mean that clearly because of the events of the season, none of the relationship that Barry has had with other cast members is the same. Uh, speaking on how the Flashpoint affects the relationship, uh, he said, uh, he's not familiar with me, but I'm familiar with him. So it's that and odd dynamic. It seems like a love-hate thing at first. Yeah, because... Uh, Julian Dorn has known Barry for a while at this point. Yeah. And Barry's just, just coming, now, coming, now coming back going, who uh-huh. the fuck are you? Which at the same time, you would think when he got back, his memories would change. But I don't know. They explain it. They're, they they recently said, I think we said it, it was a few episodes I think we ago. did. But it was basically that, one, he's forgetting he has powers, too, as this in the Flashpoint part. Yeah. And slowly, he's still remembering the original Yeah, because those memories are still sitting Are in. still there, but as he's moving along, more memories are starting to come back. He's remembering birthdays he didn't have and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, there's that part. So, I think ultimately, he's going to get to a point where he's like, oh, I know who he is and understand it. Yeah. And so I think that's interesting. That's also a cool thing about the show is that they got Tom Felton. Yeah, I'm on there. That's that. awesome. He's a great actor. I mean, Michelle were talking about it the other day. We're watching um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone um, on ABC Family during their Harry Potter weekend. Every fucking weekend. Um, anyways, uh, or Freeform. It's called Freeform now. Anyways. Um, but uh, I told her, I said, I think Tom Felton became the best actor out of all of them. And she's like, well, he hasn't done anything, though. I'm like, no. I said, yeah, he hasn't done a whole lot. I said, but I think he's in, done a few, though. A few, I mean, but nothing. Big, yeah. Nothing where you notice him. He was always he's a side character, right? Uh, but it's all I said. Within the movies, to me, he was always the better actor. Particularly, I mean, you watch Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Did you Did you see Risen? No, Half Blood Prince. That's what I was thinking. Half Blood Prince. Did you see Risen? No, I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. But as far as I can't remember who's in it, but Tom Felton's in it. One other guy, I can't remember the name, and I don't know if they're related. But one of the other actors in it is something uh, fiends, fiends. Oh yeah, uh, Joseph uh, yeah. Fiends. So is, is, are they related? I think because so. that's funny. To me. I, didn't, I didn't think about that actually. I didn't even know uh, he was in that. Tom Felton yeah. was in that. Um, he's a very small character. But uh, as far as I know, he's like like the third or fourth character down. Oh, I think. Yeah, but in any case, I thought he was the better actor. I'm excited for him to be on Flash. I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, on a normal show. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're uh, Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, we're so out of it today. We are really out of it. This, might be, this might be another up uh, uh, up to late edition. Yeah. Uh, David Meunier? Yeah. Muner? Yeah, okay. Justified Jericho and Revolution? That's what he was in. Yeah. I think, I think I've think i seen 
I think I remember him in two of those. Yeah, he looks familiar. I just don't remember. Yeah, I, I can't to. place him anywhere else. But he will play Ishmael Gregor. Uh, in the comics, Gregor is granted the immense powers of the demonic Sabic. Yeah. Uh, the slick and intimidating Pakhan, or Godfather, uh, of the Bratva, whom Anatoly, played by David Nichol, reports to. Uh, he takes a special interest in Oliver Queen. That's a lot of words. Yeah, that's the... Uh, uh, actually, fix that because the quote was really fucked up. Uh, but anyways... Uh, <clears throat> that's a character description of of, uh, of Gregor. Yeah. Um, hopefully they don't go with this whole immense power from a demonic character because they're really trying to go in that grounded. I mean, if if they want to mention it, maybe later, fine. But don't make it a focus point. Yeah, that we know it exists. It's fine. Like you can say something, but I just don't want him to see be like see him all of a sudden gain these powers and grow horns and shit. So is he? Is he? I'm assuming from all the weird words that he's Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Especially oh. Gregor. Uh, but, so so I'm assuming they're going to be friends-ish. Or is he supposed to be the villain? I don't know. It's, I think he's going to be the villain. Okay. Of the flashbacks. Oh, okay. I think because that's what they're talking about is during the uh, flashbacks. Because the flashbacks Go are all check. Russian. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot of the, Okay, here's the thing. Uh, there's some behind-the-scenes uh, pictures out uh, from the flashbacks. And it's... Um, uh, uh, so it's Oliver with like his kind of semi long hair and still shaven or kind of stubbly. The the bad hair. Yeah, but it's like, how does he get to the point? Because this is the last year for yeah. Because after this, he goes goes he, back. He goes back to the island he's found on the island with really long shaggy hair and a long beard. Yeah. Huh. Hopefully, How do they get there? Hopefully, they explain it. Maybe he doesn't shave. I don't know why it doesn't bother. Why it bothers me so much. It, but the thing is, like we've seen him now for five years in flashbacks, and his hair stays the same. Exactly. It's, so does he shave it? Does he cut it? Does he? Trim he got it? shaved last year in the flashbacks. Whenever he was, you know, hunting through the cave, and he's working for that guy on the island. But yeah. In any case, it bothers me a lot more than it really probably should. Probably. I do remember the first episode, but I watched the first episode, and I see him on the island with that really bad wig and the really bad fake beard I was like oh fuck this show's gonna be terrible you know fucking five years later I'm still talking about it so yeah I guess it wasn't so bad yeah apparently um the first image of the mysterious Prometheus uh suited up has surfaced uh looks uh, pretty cool I mean it looks kind of like the dark archer right which but with a different sort of mask kind of expected that so yeah um but it looks interesting to me and I like that it's a an original character I, th- I like that. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen Amell on not having an issue with not being in the DCEU. What does that stand for? DC Extended Universe. Yeah. That's what they call it. They don't call it the Cinematic Universe. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, he said, <clears throat> I do not have a right to Oliver Queen. Someone played it. This is what he said. Someone played it. Played it before me. Someone voiced it before me. Somebody will play it after me. I don't believe that there are plans for Oliver Queen in the DC Extended Universe based off things that people have told me but I would not be upset if that if that changed at all he's got the right mentality for it yeah um, he seems like a super chill guy he does seem like really yeah. calm he does a lot of Facebook stuff we should we should have him come on the show we should we should have him ask us questions uh, he he was one of the vocal uh, most vocal people about Grant Gustin not being cast as Flash in the movies though yeah um, and that's why he was kind of clarifying he's like he understands that he doesn't have a right to Oliver Queen I'm like well then in that same respect Grant Gustin doesn't have the right to Barry Allen. But the thing is, Grant Gustin's Barry Allen, so... 
I think, uh, and to me, Stephen Mel is Oliver Queen. I, I, I think it's silly if they don't have them in the movies, but yeah, whatever they do is whatever they do. I'm not going to argue they're with gonna, it. Yeah, they're going to do what they want, which fine. Um, Hopefully, maybe like if they do like a crossover, like we were talking about before, the multiverse. Maybe, some sort maybe of multiverse. they'll both show up and that'd be cool. I would like that. Diggle would show up. Like that'd be neat. That'd be cool, and, and then he can become a Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, Frederick. Sh- oh, this is a, we're moving on to Supergirl now. Is, is there rumors about uh, Green Lantern being at the post credit scenes of Justice League? I've heard that. Did we talked about that already. I don't know if we talked about it. Already. I don't know if we talked about. I it. I heard a rumor about it. I heard it. It's I heard quite possible. I guess. I mean, it's very possible. So we shall see. Uh, I heard it's going to be Hal Jordan, which uh, fine. Let me tell you what, though, if they are able to keep it under wraps that they have a cast, that's bravo to them. Like that's massive props because you can't keep anything secret yeah. anymore. I do hope that if they do show, because I heard it's going to be Hal Jordan in the trailer. Yeah. Fine, but I hope that in the Green Lantern movie. That the the next like the Justice League movie that comes out, that it's John, it's that it's uh, John Stewart. That's uh-huh. not Hal. I don't know, Hal being in it would be fine. I'm okay if he's in it, but John Stewart needs to be the Green Lantern in the Justice League because Hal really wasn't in the Justice League that much, honestly. Like he was, but the majority, if you look at the timeline of the Justice League, the majority of it was John Stewart. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully. Hopefully he's more a part of it. Than but the Alex. thing is, I mean, I think what they're going to end up going with more than likely is that Hal Jordan is the more popular. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, not well, I guess not really. Unfortunately, I do yeah. like Hal Jordan. <laughs> I just any, like others better. In any case, though, I I'd uh, I'd be super excited if they uh, um, had uh, John Krasinski play Hal Jordan. Absolutely. I've said that so many times. Kyle Rayner having played Guy Gardner. I don't give a fuck. I want him in that movie. I want him as one of the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Um, moving on to Supergirl. Supergirl. Uh, Frederick Schmidt uh, will be playing Metallo and seems to be getting a couple episode arc out of it. Uh, the actor I'm not really familiar with, actually. I looked up and he has some not known movies. Um, but uh, basically the character description of Metallo uh, is uh, when international assassin John Corbin is badly injured after taking on both Supergirl, uh, played by Melissa Benoist, and Superman Tyler Hoechlin. Uh, he is reborn by a sh- uh, is reborn by a shadowy organization into the kryptonite powered supervillain Metallo. Metallo uh, or Metallo, depends on who you how you or say it. or if you're Spanish, Metallo. 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 Uh, uh, that's a, about the only Supergirl news, and uh, there's a new potential. Berlanti Land show coming. It's Black Lightning. <laughs> go Black Lightning. <laughs> Burn up quarter of my... <laughs> Black Lightning, go Black Lightning. Uh, I yeah. gotta get sued for copyright. Oh my god, we are. Uh, Greg Berlanti is developing the show presently, Black Lightning. Um, the character is that uh, Black Lightning centers on Jefferson Pierce. He made his choice. He hung up the suit and his secret identity years ago, but with a daughter hell-bent on justice and a star student being recruited by a local gang, he'll be pulled back into the fight as the wanted vigilante and DC legend Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Uh, I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with the character. I'm neither, but they, they've they done a couple good shows now, so anything, it's like they can do it. Anything Berlanti does, I'm down for, so. Um, yeah. Um, he's done a couple other shows I really like, I think. He has quite a few under his belt. Yeah, and he, can't. he has quite a few CW shows, too, right? Mm-hmm. Does he do the 100? 
I think he was part of that too. Yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm trying to get caught up on that before the new season starts. Yeah, because season, but season three doesn't, season four doesn't start till like January. So I guess, fuck. Yeah, well, season three will be on Netflix. It's a good thing I don't watch that show. Yeah, season three starts. Uh, season three will be on Netflix in October, so that gives me time to watch it. So, anyways, um, Gotham, which we watched, has a new trailer. With the new subtitle, Mad City. Yeah, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. They're all mad. They all go a little mad sometimes. Don't they? Um, yeah, it's, it, it looks like a solid... I mean, I love the show. I guess so. we should say I caught up on Gotham. Yeah, you finally did. And DC Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Which we'll talk about later, I think. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it looks... Um, I think it looks solid. I it mean, does. It looks interesting. And I like... It looks like a proto-croc. Yeah. And then uh, the kind of hinted at Mad Hatter yeah uh, and I mean they had time to program him I mean because there was no time period between when he had the books out and when he went to go do more right so I'm assuming Mad Hatter's there the only question I have is who the fuck is Bruce Wayne's doppelganger uh, I heard a rumor about him when I read it up on after that I watched the finale there is a character who is Bruce's twin brother or brother in general not necessarily twin brother, but his brother. Yeah. Um, that was hidden away by Thomas. Interesting. I'm not sure they'll go that route. But what I did hear is that um, the rumor is that that will be Hush. Really? Yes. Interesting. So they're just going to kind of like merge those two yeah. together? That, that'd be really cool. I'm down with that. Either way, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. go Because that was the most curious one to me. Yeah. I like that they focused on it at the end. Yeah. Just um, thank you. Yeah, I was like, oh, what the fuck? After I had, I wound it back a few times. Like, I thought like, I thought it might have been like, at some point Hugo had taken DNA from Bruce and was and working on cloning. Like yeah. he was working on cloning, and there's something off about the about the clones or whatever. I think that's uh, in any case. I mean, I'm very curious about this yeah, season. Yeah, so the, and like they hold the whole thing with, uh, wow. Yeah, was an Ivy. Jim. Oh, <laughs> Ben McKenzie. I was I, the entire time I was trying to say Ben, and I'm like, it's not his name. <laughs> Character's name is Jim. Uh, ben McKenzie's character, Jim. Um, you may know him, Jim Gordon, kind of known. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's kind of a big deal. I like the idea of him. Like, I, it's not my job anymore. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Of course, he leaves right as all these flipping mutants show up. So good job, you. Woo. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see where they go with him. I also heard that, you know, we I think we discussed that before, was that the rumor that he might take up the mantle of Batman Yeah, for a minute. I'm like, that's cool. That'd be neat. Uh, and I'm for, I see some people get are still getting kind of pissy about the uh, about the show and its continuity and like, oh, they're fucking up the timeline. They're fucking up, uh, you know, the canon of the show. It's, like, it's its own canon it's at this point. It's an adaptation. Like, it's not... It's not following 100% lore. Like, and if they if they decide to full on 100% introduce the Joker at this point, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, it is what it is. Like it's its own version of whatever. I don't know. People take it too hard. Like it's it's. I mean, if they were following the comic books up to this point and then now switched it, fine. I can understand being upset. Yeah. But they, they from the they get go from the start they from weren't. the get go were way off. Yeah. Like it wasn't the same at all. Except for the fact that. Gordon was a detective. Yeah. That was about... And he was he was engaged to a woman named Barbara. Yeah. That was... Well, about, he started off as just, just regular police. Yeah. He First was, day on the job. He was the beat cop. First day on the job. 
Um, but she, he went up the detective real fast. He did. <laughs> and <laughs> Which, then he went to security guard at Arkham. Well, and Joe and I were talking about this. Um, not Joseph, my roommate Joey. Uh, about how people were mad, like, how he's doing all these bad things, but he's like a straight cop. Like, okay. And Joe and I talked about it. Gordon that we know in the future is a straight-laced cop. Yeah. You he has to get to that You can't point, assume though. that he's been straight-laced his whole career. Exactly. Not in Gotham. He had, well, like, he had he to had, do some shit. And my thing is, is they, this season, I think, is what triggers it. Or this, this last season. Season two. Yeah. Uh, when when he kills Galavan. Yes. I feel like that was the trigger for him being like, shit, I fucked up. Was that, that, that conversation he had with Bruce. Yeah. I feel like that because like, I fucked up. Don't do what I did. Yeah. It's like, there has to be laws. Like, there has to be reason. Now, he knows even then he has to push the limits of the law sometimes, which he does anyways, even when he's straight lights because he deals with a vigilante. Exactly. He helps him. Like, they're friends. <laughs> and see, it makes perfect. This, this is, that's really one of the only aspects about the show that I feel like is closer to the canon of the comic books because he really does, to me, feel like a young Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. You know, I, it, we, you kind of see him growing to what we know he's going to be. It's the same thing people were pissy about um, in Man of Steel whenever uh, Superman kills Zod. Yeah. They're like, Superman wouldn't do that. I'm like, this is the first time he's been Superman. He has to learn. He knows now, I'm not going to kill again. Yeah. It, it, he did it. He did it saving people. Exactly. Well, yeah. Kind of. I've got, I, I mean, I, at the same time, I, they could have, they could have just like went the oh, yeah, other no, way. Or, but, but, but it was regardless. It was his first time. This is, you, it's an origin. Yeah, you have to figure out how come he has these morals. He he did something before. He's like, oh shit balls, and then yeah. he you know changes. His and course. Even though he did it in a good good heart, a good reason, and no one really blames him for it because he was he terrorizing people. Yeah. He still doesn't approve of it. Yeah. And now he knows, like, I will not do that again. Like, no, I, yeah. I can't do that again. Like, it, it took such a toll on me. And, you, I mean, they don't really focus on it enough, to me personally, on how much it hurt him yeah. to kill someone. Yeah, except for that, I mean, that yell at the end after he does it. Yeah, I meant, like, in the new movie. Oh, yeah, no, it's like, it's like it never it's happened. Over. Yeah, like, they, they should have kind of focused on his grieving, like, sloppy mistakes that happen, people getting hurt or killed. Because he didn't do something like he didn't kill the person, or he was too too light with somebody, so that like like he didn't he didn't knock him out or something, and then they hurt other more people. It's like I know that you're still grieving with what your choices, but you have to like do something about it. Like I don't know something to make you understand that he's still like trying to understand what he wants to do. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I, I don't get why people are getting so mad about it. But it seems like there's obviously enough people who love the show who uh, have no real problem with it. So yeah. that's all that really matters to me. Um, there is a little bit of Justice League news in there. <gasps> Justice League. Ben Affleck, he shared uh, a video of the first look at the big screen version of Deathstroke. <gasps> Deathstroke. Um, a report from The Wrap states that uh, Deathstroke will be the main villain of Ben Affleck's solo Batman film. Hooray! His costume was apparently on display in a picture taken in February of Jason Momoa and Zack Snyder together on set, which seems to kind of confirm that he will debut in Justice League. Um, the footage was also shot aboard the Flying Fox, which is Justice League's aerial base of operations. This was confirmed by uh, critics who were uh, allowed on set uh, who saw the Flying Fox and can confirm that the set he was on was the Flying Fox. Nice. 
again, adding to the rumor that he is going to be there. Um, rumor has it. Rumor has it. No, we're done with that. We're done with songs that can get us sued. Okay. So rumor has it that <laughs> uh, Joe Maganiello will be playing the character since the actor has been up for a couple DC roles in the past and is currently in London where Justice League is shooting at the uh, now? Mm-hmm. They're shooting now. Yeah. They're shooting everyone in London right now. Shooting them right in their faces. The aliens will come destroy us. Um, <laughs> sorry. That was not what I... He uh, what was it? He did follow director Zack Snyder very soon after Affleck posted the video. You know what I find, is, uh, what I find crazy about that little bit of news right there? Sure. Is that somebody paid attention to how quickly an actor followed a director after a video... Like, it seems like just random events, and somebody's really paying attention to it to point out that soon after the video was posted, he followed him. Yeah. That person is in their mom's basement wearing tinfoil on their head. Most likely. Um, There's also a list on uh, comicbookmovie.com, which is where we get most of our news at, uh, of actors who could play Deathstroke. Uh, I, I can't recall... Uh, the author's name of it, but um, good job, you! Yay, me and research. Uh, but it's on their main page, so if you go there and you scroll down a little bit, you'll find it. Um, but some of the actors on the list uh, include Brad Pitt, Leif Schreiber, Matt Damon, Joe Manganiello, uh, Sean Bean, which I thought was odd. Uh, I mean, Tom, he, he pulls off old Deathstroke. He could pull off, and it'd be cool for him to be in a movie where he doesn't die and it's good. True. Um, uh, Tom Hardy, which I don't think they would do. I think he's too short. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, but also I think because he was Bane. Yeah, so, that too. Uh, Jason Statham and Idris Elba. Yeah. Um, any of those actors, honestly, I would be okay with. I wouldn't be upset with any one of them, including uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, I'd be okay with him too. Uh, I honestly think probably Joe Manganiello. Uh, or Sean Bean would probably be my top two, just because Sean Bean for old Destro, because he think he pulled that off perfectly. I'm, I mean, you know who my top choice should be, right? Oh yeah, yeah, Matt Damon. <laughs> Fuck no, Jason Statham. Yeah, Jason Statham, <laughs> which I'm 100 percent okay with. Like, yeah, Jason Statham. I, I think he's got. This, that's my thing too. Is like the only thing about Joe that I, I don't want to say yes to is he has no accent, so he'd have to make one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how how good it would be. I'll tell you what, though. I he, did I mean, watch... He's got some good good impressions. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, he does Macho Man really well. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you sometime. He does he did some impressions on a podcast with uh, Chris Hardwick. And he did he did Macho Man, and he did Hulk Hogan, I think, and one other one. Like, he's a big wrestling fan. So, he's a big boy, too. Yeah, I, kinda, I was kind of hoping to see him... <laughs> On wrestling more. Like, Stephen Mell and Joe uh, Magniello. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Versus <laughs> the Wasteland. Um, I did watch him in, uh, he was in um, Pee-wee's Christmas movie or Christmas Adventure or whatever it was. Yeah. That was the Netflix uh, movie. Uh, by the way, that movie is funny. I actually enjoyed it a lot. You have to really go in there expecting, like, this is a childish, stupid Pee-wee movie. Yeah. He is hilarious in it, though. Um, but in any case, yeah, that, uh, go check out that list and uh, read some that you know they give reasons why and whatnot. Yeah, and tell like, tell us what you think. Yeah, that's a big list. It's a big list. There's a lot of opinions out there. You can email us as soon as they have an email set up for us. Yeah, or you could just just tweet us. Tweet us. Find us on Facebook. Yeah, whatever you want to do. You could totally let us know how you feel and who you think would be the best choice and why. 
Exactly. Suicide Squad looks to finish its theatrical run at seven hundred plus million dollars. Yeah, that's a certified. They said apparently they whenever it was released, they said like it had to hit six hundred million to be a certified smash hit. So, so they fucked up. They did fuck up. They went up too much. Way too much. They overshot. <laughs> I'm glad, man, because I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, and I, I think, think it's got its issues, but it it's does. just an action flick. Like it's exactly. not anything mind bending. No, like, it's just it's straight, a very pure action, down the line, bad story, good action. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, um, the Flash, the film, according to Mashable's Jeff Snyder again. It's, Jeff Snyder, is, he's, he's kind of fucking on it. Do it, Jeff. Uh, the Rogues will not exactly be the villains of the movie, but Captain Cold and Golden Glider. Nice. Um, Excellent. I'm okay with that because one, we already know Captain Cole will be in it. They're cast. They've already said they're casting him. Yeah. Um, Golden Glider. I mean, they got Miller, right? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> they they bypass Grant Gustin you know, right <laughs> to Wentworth Miller. Miller. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's gonna be fine, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll wait and see. I mean, I, I I'm excited for the movie, but yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, this next part we're about to talk about. I just read this online yesterday. Yeah. Um, we'll want you to share it. Don't, I don't will. Hide it. Don't hide it. I'm not hiding anything. You're not hiding anything? No. What's under the table? Oh. <laughs> uh, Justice League versus Suicide Squad six-issue miniseries comic will kick off in December. Uh, writer Joshua Williamson described the series, quote, Batman questioning the need for Waller's Task Force X in a world where the Justice League already exists. Batman decides to put a stop to it. Dun, dun, <laughs> so so I'm excited. Yeah. I like I like the little like mini series kind of comedy. Yeah, I do too. I think like, you know, they did the the crossover the um uh Ninja Turtles, Batman, they did the Green Lantern, Star Trek and yeah. my like, question I, is is are you going to buy them issue by issue or are you going to wait for a book? I'll buy them issue by issue. Okay. I figured, I just... Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. If you were in my position... In your position, I'd buy a Mitch Okay. Because they're only going to be... The most they're going to be is like three ninety nine. I can't imagine they're going to be many more If anything, that. like, the most I've seen DC run a comic is five. Yeah. That, and if that's it's a, the most. And, and if it's a... Because, like, All-Star Batman was five. Yeah. But if it's, a, if it's a big enough comic, I don't mind. And it's a special. And it's not like it's, like, there's going to be 50 issues. Exactly. It's, so... Um, and, and now you can get variant covers... Yes, I can. Because I'm working at Man Cave Comics and Collectibles here in Shelbyville, Indiana. I want to work there. Talk to Tim. He does still need more help because he... I, he, he uh, Words, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Those are hard to come by. Like uh, Right now, I'm off Mondays and Fridays. Because um, he, he works straight through. Like, I know. Thursday's going to be his first day off in like almost two months. Jesus. So that's what it's. I think he's very excited that I'll like Mondays would be my best days to help him out because Fridays I usually have plans. They go hard and tell him so, that hey Mondays I can some Mondays. I mean don't tell him every Monday or or I can do Mondays and Thursdays. How late is he open till? Until uh, seven. I usually work till four on Thursdays. So yeah, you can go in there maybe after. So I don't know if he would only want three hours of help or two hours of help. But mm. Okay. Because I by the time I get off work and good there, like it'll be four thirty. He probably wouldn't mind it and get home a little earlier instead of. Yeah, I'll talk to him because if worst case scenario, I could work a, a decent day on Monday, and it wouldn't be maybe it wouldn't be every week, but right, it'd just be 
help him out a little bit. And that's what that's what I'm gonna do. You know, one day a week if I can, I'm gonna work for him and let him you know let him know ahead of time. But yeah, maybe I'll go down there one day and talk to him. But yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty sweet deal. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. I'm not gonna because that's how I'm getting paid is in comic books and uh, which is a a okay with me. Yeah. Um. On to some Star Wars news. Star Wars Rogue One, the Star Wars story. That seems repetitive. That is what they're calling it, though, and it bothers me. I'm okay with it. Like, I'm it is a Star it, Wars story. I'm going to call it Rogue One, though. Yeah, I'm going to call one. all that nonsense. No. It, I mean, it is a Star Wars story, so fine. But I'll call it Rogue One. Yeah. Um, Ian McDiarmid. <laughs> uh, he confirms that Emperor Palpatine will not appear in the movie. Which... Kind of figured. I assume not. But, but uh, yeah, good to know, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It bothers me. I, I wanted to see it a little bit. It'd be bit. cool to see him a little bit. Yeah. But, eh. It is what it is. Yeah. So, going off off crazy. Off the comic books. Well, kind sort of. of. <laughs> uh, we watched the trailer for Westworld. Westworld. Uh, it's, uh, it, it looks very interesting. Yeah, I like, I like the concept. Yeah. Um, so what we have written, I'll just read it verbatim because I don't have. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't have my own opinions. No, that's why. That's not why we do this podcast. No, this podcast is just so we can read things. Yeah, uh, Westworld is a dark odyssey about the dawn of artificial consciousness and the evolution of sin, exploring a world in which every human appetite, no matter how noble or depraved, can be indulged. The one-hour drama series kicks off its ten-episode season exclusively on HBO. Created for television by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, both of whom are executive producing and writing, with Nolan also directing, the series was inspired by the 1973 motion picture Westworld, written and directed by Michael Crichton, who I love. Yep. Uh, executive producers J.J. Abrams, Jerry Weintraub, and Brian Burke. I mean, it's a, a fascinating plot. Um, I, I need to go watch Westworld now. I didn't. Know I, do, I, I didn't know Crichton directed it. I want to. I, I, I do fucking love Michael. That's Brady. what we need to do. We, we do. need to watch it. I bet it's on the HBO app now, because since they're going to do the show, the show's going to kick off. What here soon? Yeah, probably in October. Maybe. We should do more research sometimes. We should. We should maybe like look stuff up and whatnot. Eh. Instead of just like going to one site and be like everything on here is truth. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I want to. I want to watch this. I mean, if it's on the app, we should just sit down and watch it one day. Sounds good to me. I'll do it. Um, some Walking Dead news? News slash spoilers that, to me, Aren't spoilers. wasn't a spoiler. So we're going to go ahead and say, I guess, spoiler alert. Uh, Michael uh, Cutlets, uh, who plays Abraham on the show, quote-unquote spoiled that Abraham will not be the one who takes it like a man in season seven opener. Uh, he quoted as saying, Denise's death spurs on a whole bunch of other stuff. And then the and then the audience's audience knows that Abraham will continue for a while now. Now we get to see a world with Negan and Abraham both in it will look like. Uh, that's something we don't see in the graphic novels. So a lot of uh, cool stuff happens for me. Knowing that this that his potential death had come and gone, it was a mo- uh, moment to go. Oh, cool! They really aren't going uh, going to stick with what the graphic novel does. As a fan of both the novel and the show, it was cool. Um, I like I like him. I do like Cudlitz, him. Cudlitz is really cool. I think uh, also what he's alluding to is that whenever Denise died in the show, for those who don't read the uh, the graphic novels, uh, mm. which I haven't read them all the way through, I, I know what happens. I have. John has. I'm caught up. But Denise's death in the show was Abraham's death in the graphic novel. Pretty much. 
Uh, mm. it, obviously, it was different, but it was the same style yeah. of death. So it's, and that's what he's alluding to, that his time has come and gone on the show. So it looks like he is going to be around for at least a little bit. I doubt, because they've already said it's going to be a beloved character. And I'm not trying to knock him or anything. He's not a beloved character, though. He really isn't. Like, I love him, but... He's not a... He, he's not been with the show long enough to me for me to be a... To me, when they say beloved character. There's only two on there that... There's only, to me, two candidates, legitimate candidates, who it's going to be. Okay. Daryl or Glenn. Yeah. You I, might be a little stretched and say Michonne. I was going to say maybe Michonne. But, but it's Daryl or Glenn. I would say Carol... But well, she's not in that. She's not on there. She's not down there with him. Remember, she's with Morgan. Fuck. She's gonna meet uh, Ezekiel, right? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, I was thinking of someone else then. Um, Maggie. Is that using Maybe, but I know it's not gonna be her. No, it's not gonna be her because she's gonna make it. She's gonna run uh, the other colony. She's, she's gonna <clears throat> uh, I think. Uh, I think it's gonna go ahead and be Glenn. Yeah, I, I don't see them changing that. First of all, Daryl makes them too much money. Yeah, and not only that, but like. I like Daryl better too. Do perfect. The story, the story arc they're going on, they kind of have to have Maggie Town, like Maggie has to be taken down like quite a bit, and I think uh, Clint's the only one that makes sense to me. And plus, there's always that uh, in the end of the credits if somebody boosted the audio and stuff, yeah. you can hear people like Glenn, no, and and whatnot crying for Glenn, so. It seems like that's what they're going to go. What weak pieces of shit. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about some medieval robots. Why? Medieval. I said medieval. Yeah, what does it matter? It's it's, it's Transformers. Uh, Transformers, the last night, will apparently have uh, King Arthur and Merlin. They will factor into the movie somehow, some way. Um, King Arthur is going to be played by Liam Garrigan, who, if you've watched Once Upon a Time, you may know him. As King Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, what Michael a Bay, you fucking what a genius. Let's see, let's see how how large this guy's acting capability is. Can you like King Arthur on the small screen? Yes. And the big screen? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, the, uh, this is all you in this bullet point. Oh, yeah. What in the actual fuck is going on with this movie? Yeah, that, that was my... I was reading this shit on it. I was like, fucking what? So we're gonna have Mark Wahlberg with King Arthur and Merlin. Makes sense. With giant robots. Seriously, this movie is a fucking acid trip with Stanley Tucci. Yeah, he, he's gonna return as Joshua Joyce. <laughs> I like Stanley Tucci a lot, man. I just feel bad that he's a part of this movie. Yeah, me too. Um, Ghostbusters. They uh, I don't usually do this, but I thought this was kind of cool. Um, uh, the Blu-ray uh, release features that they're gonna do. For uh, the new movie, there's going to be an extended edition. It's going to be 133 minutes. That's like two hours and 13 minutes. It is. It's almost exactly that. Uh, versus the theatrical version, which was 116 minutes, which was about four minutes shy of a two-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for a minute. No. You're Asian. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's going to be two hysterically haunting gag reels. But Why? Why do movies do this? Two gag reels? Why do you put two gag reels? It doesn't make sense. You just put one and make it longer. It's like then everybody have... wins because then everyone's like, oh my God, these gag reels go on for fucking ever. The only way I would excuse having two gag reels if is, is if one is hidden. 
That'd be cool. You the, remember Easter eggs? Yes. Dude, I was just getting ready to say. No you, one does Easter eggs exactly. anymore. I remember having uh, my buddy had um, corn. The the band, not the, yeah. not the you know, not delicious. children of the corn. Uh, but he had corn uh, corn DVD. There was a shit ton. Yeah. Of Easter eggs all over that, and uh, I think one of the the guns got in government DVD for Manson had it, but a bunch of movies used to have Easter eggs. You point the fucking uh, clicker around to try to yeah, find like, it. Yeah, like left. Like Several times. When there's nothing to the left of the screen, you just hit left when there's like a symbol. Yeah. And you move it over. Like, they don't do that anymore. No. It's on Blu-ray. Honestly, like, the last, Lost did it. It was the last time I remember it. The last Lost. one I can remember was National Treasure. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But the last thing I remember was Lost. Yeah. It, watching them. They don't do that. But if they did something like that, yeah. I think that would be really That'd cool. That would be really cool. My, my thing is, is okay, so, so uh, a friend of mine uh, has been watching Doctor Who with his daughter. And they got to an episode called Blink, which um, the Doctor's not really in it, which is why I like it so much. Um, essentially, these creatures, if you watch the show, you know what they are, but if not, there's these creatures that are angels, weeping angels. They touch you, they, they feed off of temporal energy, mm-hmm. so they send you back in time and they feed off the energy that's used. So they send the Doctor and the companion back to like the 60s or something, and he... Um, helps the girl that goes to the house where he was teleported where the angels are and helps her but the way he does it is he's given notes to, to follow and essentially uses six movies in a series that have that he puts an easter egg in the movies so like he's at the end of each movie in like, like after credits easter egg kind of thing and uh, just reading script so what it is, like, they don't understand it. When they first watch it, it's literally him just saying lines. Like, he, he says a line, and then says a line, and waits, says a line, and waits, says a line, and he's reading. And what it is, is when they go back to the house and they watch the movie, uh, they're having a conversation to each other, and the doctor's answering questions. And they're, like, he's writing it all down. And, like, they are having a transcript written while they're talking like she's talking to the TV screen and obviously they can't hear each other right like she'll ask a question he'll answer it and and like it's weird because it doesn't make sense and and even with time travel right (laughs) because it's like she'll ask a question and he'll answer it but like he'll they'll write down the script as he's saying it that sounds kind of cool. But, it's, yeah, it's an interesting take on it because, like, he's not really in it. And it's just kind of a cool, like, Easter egg thing. But she didn't – the daughter, my friend's daughter, didn't understand what the Easter egg meant. And it's like, oh, God, <laughs> the Easter eggs were a thing. They were a thing. Um, there's also going to be uh, four unearthed deleted scenes, 11 totally possessed alternate scenes, and more than 60 minutes of additional extended and alternate scenes with ultraviolet download. Six jokes aplenty uh, alternate take reels. Five supernatural featurettes, including Chris Hemsworth as Kevin, the ghosts of Ghostbusters, and meet the team, visual effects 30 years later, slime time, also filmmaker commentaries, and the photo gallery. Um, that seems like a pretty solid, some pretty solid features, honestly. Um, I'm excited to see the extended cut of that movie. Yeah, I need to watch it. It's, it's really not, it's good. Okay. Um, oh, I can't wait! I know, I'm excited. This is, I was so excited when it first. But then, this, you, but then you read the bottom part, and you're like, mm. yeah. Uh, so something we've been all, at least most of us, have been waiting for for a long time. Uh, Brad Bird, and if you're not familiar with who he is, uh, 
he made The Incredibles. Yes. And on the status of that, he said, I don't like unwrapping presents before Christmas. It's very actively moving, uh, and we're excited about it. We're trying to take it in some new directions. Hopefully it's the same characters and feel, but going in a new direction. I mean, that's the trick with a sequel. It's repeating yourself without repeating yourself. Uh, and is set to be released on June 21st of 2019. God. So, and it's probably going to be against Justice League 2 and Transformers 7 during the same season. Um, yeah, for one, um, I've always gone back and forth, but I, I honestly think um, Incredibles is my favorite Pixar film. Yeah. I usually go b- bounce back and forth between that and Monsters, Inc. Um, but... Incredibles, I, I honestly have to say, I think is my absolute favorite. It's so good. <laughs> it's, um, man, I just love that. I just don't know what they're going to do. It's like it. the perfect Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. It's just, it's, oh, it's been so long. It has been. I don't know. What, I haven't watched it in such a long time. I don't own it, which bums me out. Yeah, I don't either. Because it's Disney. First so of all. Flippant, or not Disney, but it's, 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 those kinds of movies are so expensive. Exactly. I, I, I saw it, we went to, Michelle went to Best Buy, and I saw it, I was like, oh, maybe they'll, because, Sometimes Best Buy has some like really fucking solid deals. Did I tell you I got Martian? Yes, yes. Uh, the extended edition. How much? 15. How much was it? I'm gonna, I want to. We're gonna plug some Best Buy here. Yeah. No, they had it on sale for fifteen dollars on Blu-ray when the DVD extended edition was fifteen dollars. Like, so why would you? I bought it on Blu-ray. It's uh, uh, that's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I haven't um, watched it yet. But uh, I mean, we went there and I was like, oh, let's go look at movies and see and. I was like, oh, let's look at Disney ones because maybe they'll have uh, um, Incredibles and I can you know, buy it for pretty cheap. And look, fucking $25 still. Still. Well, you out of your goddamn mind. It's ridiculous. I right, say they yeah. would, any, anything that is uh, Disney, Mickey Mouse, <laughs> Pixar, uh, and then if you go into video games, anything that's Mario related or Zelda related, always never jump down in price. They're constantly, they might jump down 10 bucks. They maybe. Will, but they will never drop underneath like half. It's and it's it's ridiculous. And I'll tell you what, though, honestly, I would buy it for twenty five bucks. I just I don't have the extra cash to do it. That's my thing too. But I totally would. I have no problem with it. It's not like it's a bad movie yeah, or if I get it like whenever I get this better job and I have extra money to throw around, it's like yeah, it's mine. Oh yeah, I wish that'd be so fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited for Incredibles too. But uh, Stranger Things is fucking phenomenon, dude. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I've watched the first episode. I have to. I watched the first um, episode and that's all I've and watched. And I liked it. I, I had no real issue with it. it. didn't grab me at first, but I've been told by uh, literally every person that I talk to on a regular basis said to watch it. You had to push past the first couple episodes. See, I liked the first episode. I really, like, it didn't grab me, grab well, me. But, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, but I, I got really interested and really, really... I was um, curious about it. I was yeah, and I liked the characters. But that's the thing. Like, I wasn't curious enough to be like, oh, I got to see the next episode right now. Yeah, I, was like, I wanted to. I was like, oh, I got to see the next episode sometime. I wanted to, but I was at my dad's house and I had to leave and I couldn't watch other episodes. So I was like, eh, and I'm saying okay. now that I'm working over at uh, Man Cave Comics, like he has Netflix on there. There, and when they're not busy, I'll just watch. there you go. Hell yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, the Netflix officially renews uh, for a second season. And I guess it's gonna have all new characters and everything. So I'm, awesome. Eh, I don't know what happened in the in the yeah in the first season, but I mean I we'll see. Like, I guess. Um, it obviously was, has done very well for him to this quickly to renew it. Yeah. Well, um, it, it took off so fucking fast. It did. Like I don't know where people were saying Stranger Things, and it's like Stranger. Every every post on Facebook and Twitter I saw was 
Stranger Things, Stranger Things. I'm like, Gee, what the I had two fuck friends, is this I had thing? two friends of mine text me and said that they binge-watched the whole se- season. First day it came out. They were like, boom, done. I was like, I not, I just heard about it. I know. And they're done with the whole season. I'm that's like, right. fuck you guys that have just, the time to sit here and binge. Fuck. People are always like, I binge that. I'm like, how? I don't have time to sit there and watch eight episodes. I like recently I had time to finish Gotham and see, here's the and thing. The other show. Um, whenever I say binge, it's a very different thing. It's a very adult version of binge. Not adult as in like drugs, but like adult as in like I have other shit to do. Yeah. So like when I binged on Daredevil, I watched like three episodes in a row. And then I went to bed. <laughs> and then you woke up and watched two and then more. I, well, then I woke up, and before I go to work, I'd watch an episode. Yeah. And then I go to work. I come home from work, watch a couple episodes, go to bed. Yeah, that's that's my next goal is, is Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Daredevil two. Yeah. In that order. Because uh, Daredevil, Daredevil season one, dude. That when when does the next set of Marvel Netflix shows come up? Uh, soon. Luke Cage comes out in November, I believe. Okay, I'm gonna try and get caught before then. And uh, I think Iron Fist comes out next year. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, but yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones news. Jim Broadbent, uh, better known as uh, Professor Slughorn. Yes. From uh, Harry Potter. Potter. Uh, He's been in a bunch of other movies. He too, has but. been. I'm not trying to degrade his uh, career, but that's what I know. That's what most people are going to know. And from, from Moulin Rouge is the guy who ran the joint. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of British shows uh-huh. and movies, too. Like I have an issue Okay, with his casting as... Um, a slughorn in the movie. Fair. Why did they have him have the mustache? Why not? You know what I mean? Did you you read the book, right? Okay. One, he had that same mustache in Moulin Rouge, but then they made is a had a conscious effort that he didn't have the mustache. I don't know why facial hair and hair bothers me so much in movies and and whatnot. First Oliver Queen, now Professor Slughorn. Um, Good job, bitches. But in any case, he has been cast in a quote-unquote significant role in Game of Thrones Season 7. Yes. I'm excited. That's about the only news for that. Yeah, uh, I'll take the next one, if you don't mind. Uh, my homeboy. My homeboy. My uncle. No, um, Jackie Chan will be receiving an honorary Oscar. I am super stoked. I am absolutely excited for that. Like, I'm going to have to have, like, a Jackie Chan-a-thon. Here's the thing, like, what's cool about that particularly is that the honorary Oscars usually mean more yeah. than the actual... Because the, the Oscars you get, the quote-unquote important ones for Best Picture, a Best Supporting Actor, those are all very political. Very, um... Not political, but they're, they're bot almost, you know? So it's hard to, you know, take them too seriously anymore. But these honorary ones, this is, you know, the group that decides, like, you know, Jackie Chan has done a lot for film. We should probably give he him He deserves something. an Oscar for it. I'm so excited. That's awesome, dude. That's such a fucking huge, huge thing. And I really, 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 really hope that he gets to give an acceptance speech. I do, too. I hope they don't do one of those, like, oh, he, we gave it to him Monday. Yeah, he, he, was in, he was in China. Yeah. He's in Hong Kong, so he couldn't come. Um, I really hope he's there. Like I don't know, man. I, I for those of you who don't know, Jackie Chan's one of my favorite actors, one of my idols as far as acting goes. Like I, I love the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, such a love for for martial arts as much as dance. Like honestly, probably dance more than martial arts. Um, he loves 
that in singing and dancing and like I everything I love like action films and musicals fuck yeah like he wants to make a musical about his life that'd be awesome yeah and he wants to be in it and I'm like fucking do it I will go how does he not just be able to do it I think he's working on it like he's working on the script and what they want to do in it but uh, because he's told stories uh, and like my favorite one he's told is and I read it I'm reading his book but uh, his his autobiography uh, which I don't know how much of it's true. I'm assuming most of it, but there's a lot of it. It's like, eh, okay. Mm. Um, but like the, the Chinese opera school, that's rough life. Like really? it's, it's, I mean, essentially you're getting bullied most of the time. Like he was just like, anytime you get anything, they just bully you. And then you like, kind of become family and everyone just stops. But it's like for a while, you just pick on the new kid. It's like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, but it got him where he is. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm stoked. I'm, I, he deserves it yeah. so much. It's, one, it's, one of my favorite. He told he told a story on one of the talk shows, and my favorite one he has. I won't tell the whole story, but essentially, uh, they got into a fight. Him and his friends got into a fight with a bunch of bikers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and like he, they were fighting and punching or whatever, and like they ran away and wherever they were going, and like his hand started to hurt real bad, and he saw like a white thing in his hand, and he thought it was a bone. And, like, I don't know if he went to the doctor or he just, like, played with it or whatever, but it popped out, like, completely oh. out. And it was a tooth. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and he told that story on, like, a talk show. It made me laugh so fucking hard. That's awesome. Um, some Jumanji news, which, what fucking year is it? Yeah, really? Uh, Karen Gillan of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Doctor Who fame. Woo! Uh, has joined The Rock, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Nick Jonas in the upcoming Rebootquel. Rebootquel. That's what we're going with. Like, apparently, uh, The Rock is going to be playing... What is it called? A C-boot? 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 What do you C-boot? A sec-boot? A sip, sec... Mm. I don't know. Uh, uh, but uh, apparently, The Rock's going to be playing sort of like an Indiana Jones type character. Cool. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like an adventurous I'm, I'm actually better with this movie now than I was whenever it was saying that it was yeah. going to be a remake. Um, I'm better now that it's it's continuing on. It's fun. Like, like two of my favorite Doctor Who actors have now moved on to stuff that I love still. Like uh, Amy Pond, uh, played by Karen Gillan, is now in Marvel and Jumanji. Jumanji. But it's funny because like, her, uh, her and Arthur Darville Mm-hmm. were boyfriend girlfriend slash married in Doctor Who mm-hmm. and now she's on Marvel and he's on DC <laughs> it's like oh god um, he's only had that one role though so you never know who's, had, uh, who's the other Doctor Who actor hmm? who's the other Doctor Who actor you like Which, what do you mean you're just saying there's two Doctor Who actors that yeah, Karen Gillan and Arthur Darvill oh that's who you're talking about oh. yeah. like they were they were married on the show on Doctor Who they were like boyfriend girlfriend. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And she, she's now she's on Jumanji. She's on she's Nebula, and he's Rip Hunter. <laughs> so it's like, oh, he is Rip Hunter. He is Rip Hunter. Yeah. Um, a little bit of horror news uh, coming over here. Uh, Ouija, the origin of evil. Um, I say Ouija. Some people say Ouija. I pronounce the word correctly, and others don't. Um, uh, I call it terrified and won't, won't look at one. <laughs> uh, That's not true. For those who haven't seen it, there's a movie out called Ouija. Um, basically, it's about people who try to summon uh, their dead friend. 
with a Ouija board and you know. which why <laughs> why why it's, why would you do that like they're they're seems silly to me they're either resting peacefully or dying or you don't want that to happen or they're burning and why would you want to open up a portal from there like, but uh, <laughs> yeah but basically some shit goes down the movie itself uh, really really forgettable uh, not super good so naturally it warranted a sequel of course. Um, which seems to be the case with most horror movies. doesn't matter how good or bad it is. And the reason is because they're generally cheap to make. Yeah. They don't cost a lot of money, so even if they don't make a lot of money, they're they still, still usually hit budget or go over and ever like, yeah, fuck it, let's make another sequel. Uh, this one in particular is different, though, because it's uh, a prequel, uh, and it looks... 100% different. Like, it's a complete 180. Yeah. Uh, it actually looks scary. Uh, it's got some effect behind it, too. Yeah. Um, and I, don't, then, I don't like the whole mouth eye thing. <laughs> uh, the director of it, uh, Mike Flanagan, he also directed a movie called Hush, which is on uh, Netflix. I mean, it's not Netflix exclusive, but it's on Netflix. And it's kind of, it blew up on Netflix. It's where people mostly watched it at. Um, where this girl who's deaf is tormented by a guy trying to break into her house to kill her. Um, it's really, really good. Like a really, really well done movie. But this movie, uh, go check out the trailer and then go watch it. It comes out, I think, um, later this month or next month. It's, um, it, it, it really, it looks pretty fantastic. If you're a fan of horror movies, it looks pretty good. Um, next little one is, uh, from my old buddy, Rob Zombie. Oh, you guys are pals? Yeah, we're pals. Uh, movie called 31. Uh, trailer for it, uh, it certainly looks like a fucking Rob Zombie movie, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Let me tell you. It looks interesting, though. Like, it looks like fun. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, I mean, it looks like, I mean, it looks like a Rob Zombie movie. His movies are kind of sometimes fun, sort of. Uh, I've always had sort of a beef with some Rob Zombie shit. Um, one, House of a Thousand Corpses, which I never blamed him for it being that because I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was okay, but not great. I never blamed him for it, though, because I know he had to cut it all to hell to get any studio to to, to produce it. Um, uh, Devil's Rejects, I, I think, is a fucking... It's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Uh, I and I don't care what anybody says. His remake of Halloween, I thought was awesome. I thought yeah. it was a really, really good remake. Uh, and then he did Halloween 2. <laughs> that was not good. That was, what's the opposite of not good? Or what's the uh, opposite of good? I mean, it's um, not good. Not good, but An- then it's anti good. Anti good. That's it. Anti good. It was anti good. Um, <laughs> it, you know, let's, it was, go with, let's just go with bad. Bad. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible. Um, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Halloween two shit. And then he did uh, Lords of Salem, which was a nonsensical, just. Ugh fucking mess um but apparently at one time uh a friend of mine uh had commented on his on Rob Zombie's Facebook page about how bad Lords of Salem was as it had come out he had done a little mini review and put it on Rob Zombie's Facebook page he was actually uh blocked from Rob Zombie's face, Facebook page Damn. on there because of posting that. Uh, what I take issue with on there is that you're not going to accept any kind of critique. Yeah. 
I mean, you gotta you gotta know. No, not everyone's gonna like what you. His make. movies are very like he has a very targeted audience. Yeah, and I will say like the in the trailer, it says from from horror like mastermind or horror yeah horror mastermind. It's like, like uh, it's, a, it's a stretch. It, one, I've never thought his movies were horror movies. They're 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 gore porn. Gore, yeah. Like I, this new one looks good because it's kind of like a game. Yeah, like it looks kind of neat, but. It's definitely not a horror. It didn't really seem like a horror. It doesn't really feel like Creepy imagery, sort of. and then, Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, here's the thing. I'll watch it when it comes out on DVD. I won't go to theaters to see it because, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, the plot of the movie is, uh, from the visionary mind of Rob Zombie comes the horrific story of five carnival workers who are kidnapped the night before Halloween and held hostage in a large compound. At the mercy of their captors, they are forced to play a twisted game of life or death called 31. For the next 12 hours, they must fight for their lives against the endless parade of homicidal maniacs. So so my question is, and I know it's just information now, and it'll probably be explained in the movie, but if there's five of them in 12 hours, why is it called 31? Well. Exactly. Like... Thirty-one, maybe it's thirty-one maniacs. Maybe, maybe they have to make it through thirty-one maniacs. Maybe that's what it I is. Yes, but even the plot is endless parade. Which I guess I mean, if you're if you're only five people, thirty-one is gonna feel lot. like an endless parade. Yeah. So. Um, what's what's this next thing? So next thing, I I, I picked up on this uh, just uh, today actually as uh, we were getting right before we were getting ready to record. Um, there's a movie getting ready to come out called Passengers. It stars. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Interesting. Uh, and, and there's a lot of mystery behind it. There's no no trailer for it yet. There's only pictures. Uh, there's stills, like two stills have been released and a poster. And it's just coming, it's coming out in December, um, which is about the time is whenever you want to start usually putting trailers out and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you would think. Um, but the, the plot of it is uh, on a routine journey through space to a new home, two passengers sleeping in suspended animation are awakened 90 years too early when their ship malfunctions as Jim, Chris Pratt, and Aurora, Jennifer Lawrence, face living the rest of their lives on board with every luxury they could ever ask for. They be, uh, they begin to fall for each other, un- unable to deny their intense attraction until they discover the ship is in grave danger. With the lives of 5,000 sleeping passengers at stake, only Jim and Aurora can save them all. And it's coming out December 21st. Interesting. It sounds cool. Sounds different. Kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. I like Jennifer Lawrence. I love Chris Pratt. Um, and so I think I'm excited to see what they do with it then. Yeah. One, Chris Pratt's hilarious. He, he's one of the most charming, funniest actors out there right now. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence is incredibly attractive, really funny, and a great actress. Yeah. So it, it's, I mean, that's gold. That's a headlining, just fucking marquee movie right there. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm excited to see it now. And you're, uh, you, you actually brought this one up to me. Yeah, I saw this right before we started uh, talking, getting ready for the podcast. But uh, uh, NBC, end of the day, NBC has put into a development a show called Unidentified. Uh, from Universal Television and Zachary Levi's Middleman Productions. Um, now, is it Zachary Levi or Zachary Levy? I call him Levi. See, I've heard Zach Levy. But the Levy was dry. <laughs> Thank you, Miss American Pie. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, so either way, no matter what his name is, yeah, uh, it's going to be written by Sean Finnegan. 
I don't know what that means. Yeah, feature spec freefall. I'm guessing maybe he made that or helped write that. I don't know. I copied and pasted. Uh, yeah, I figured. Unidentified described as a high-octane thriller with sci-fi elements, which centers on a CIA operative trying to protect his family from an unimaginable secret. Uh, Levi, or Levy, executive produces Unidentified with Turi Meyer and Al Septian uh, from Smallville and Salem, or yeah, uh, who will serve as showrunners. Uh, Levi's middleman partner, Justin Allen, will co-executive produce alongside Finnegan. Apocalyptic Entertainment's Eric Olson is also a co-executive producer. Um, sounds, I mean, interesting. I like uh, Zach Levy, Levi. and um, Yeah, and he can sing. Can he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I never, I never watched a lot of Chuck. Okay. Uh, I, I, I watched it. He didn't I, really sing in it, but that's fine. I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. Have you watched Tangled? Oh, is that him? Yeah. Okay, then, Flynn? yeah, he can sing. Flynn? Yeah, he's saying that. Um, I like him, though. I, I, what I watched, I have seen of Chuck, I enjoyed. He's also, he was in Thor Dark World. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed him in that. He, he, he's a solid, uh, charming and uh, good actor. Yeah. Yeah, he, when I found out he was going to be Flynn in Tangled. I was like, okay. And I heard the song that they released, like him on the boat. Yeah, I, I, I now look thinking about it. I was like... It. I remember them. He's like, got they some chops. It, like him and uh, Mandy Moore sang it together. Mm-hmm. He's got some chops. I was like, all right. So I, I, I anything. And he's got a TV show, which is a game show, but uh, like nerds drinking or something like that. I don't know, but it's a drinking game show mm-hmm. where like they drink if they get stuff wrong or whatever. And it's just like they drink and play games at the same time trying to win. And it's like a celebrity with two audience members. Really? And it's like geek questions or like no, it's a, it's a celebrity and like two of their friends. Oh, uh, but I think what channels it, it on. Uh, Spike. Spike. That sounds about right. But yeah, so I mean, it was like a funny game show, but they were just drinking the whole time. I was like, okay, it's funny. I just stopped watching. I got bored of it, but I mean, it's cool. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's some. But it's all it's all like geek trivia, which I like. Every time a question was like, they're drunk, so it doesn't really matter. It was like, I know the answer. It's not, it, to <laughs> me, me, it sounds like a. Um, Sounds like a show you can really kind of it could run its course pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm think, I'm sure it's off by now. Probably, but, but I, I I like the idea of it. But yeah, unidentified. What I was reading about it sounds interesting. Like I I'm behind him for anything, mm-hmm. especially like him being another CIA style character. Yeah, but sci-fi elements, cool. Like I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, so that'd be kind of something different, something new. Um, John came up with a good idea. Yeah, so essentially, I figured out that the title of the, the podcast we can just. Form it with anything. So let me get these papers out of the way real quick. Um, sorry, it's loud probably. Landed <laughs> <laughs> right on the fucking microphone. Uh, that was probably really loud. I apologize. Uh, so, so essentially, uh, what were we watching? Uh, basically, what we're gonna do here. That's gonna be a new segment we're gonna do towards the end of the show. Uh, we're gonna talk about whatever throughout the week we watched. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be watched necessarily either. It could be watching or listening to or reading. Or yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything. Well, just the title. Anything we can put. What were we doing beforehand? Like, what were we? Anything. What were we yanking to? Yeah. Uh, this morning I was watching some porn, so I was watching. No. Uh, <laughs> so what were we watching? I, I'm always. I always suggested this because uh, Jake has been caught up on Gotham and <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow and all these other shows. And I've done nothing but give him a hard time. And on. I have not. So I'm still behind on Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones. Good, I have something to still give you a hard time. A couple others. But I am caught up on Gotham and Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, 
Gotham was fun. It's there were a lot of cheesy moments in Gotham. Yeah, but it seemed like they fully embraced it, right? Yeah. Like, which I I I got Joe with something because he was like, I really didn't understand the cut they had with the bomb. Uh, because like, she was a uh, Peabody was like water, and wa- and then they got water and they poured it in the bomb and then like she's like, I need water. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And they just look at each other. And he was like, Why? Why not just cut after she said water? I was like, Well, because. Because they thought she was telling them how to defuse the bomb. Yeah. And he didn't get that part. He just thought... I did not get that. I know. I was like, okay. But he, he thought it was just like, she said water. And they, I was like, oh, yeah, water. Like, that's what we need. Like, they came up with the idea on their own. Like, she, right. They knew that she wanted water. But they were like, we can use water to defuse the bomb. And I was like, no. That's they bad. thought she was telling them how to defuse the bomb. Like, I laughed as soon as they did <laughs> it because I, I knew it. where it was going. It was, was hilarious. Going. And that's, I, I enjoyed this season. I think I I enjoyed it more than the first season. There's parts about it I do uh, like Because one, one of the worst parts I hate it, I really hate it. It's, it's what's going to make it kind of ironic. I hated Fish Mooney. Really? In the first season. Hated her. I liked her towards because the end. I hated her because she was too cheesy. And then you get season two, which is embracing that sort of cheesy-esque villain of the week sort of thing, where most of the villains are kind of hammy. As yes. but it's like, But I love that about it. I'm like, it's okay. So it's like, they're like, you know what? No, fuck it. Let's go for it. Just Full win. tilt. Full tilt. Villain of the week. Batshit insane. It yeah. was, I, I loved it. And I'm glad it, I, I, as much as I love me as some police procedurals. I'm kind of glad they moved away from it a little bit. A little bit, yeah, it's nice. And I was talking to Joe about it. He's like, season three might be a little more different, too, like something else. Because now said, they're introducing he said what it reminded monsters. Him, he said what it reminded him of was justified. Because season one was more of a procedural. Mm. Season two was more of the issues between the two main characters, mm-hmm. the villain and the good guy. And then kind of did different set styles and different stu- stuff for all the seasons. So he said it kind of reminds me, it reminds him of that. <clears throat> Which, if you haven't watched Justified, it's fucking awesome. I've only seen two seasons of it. But it's fucking good. Um, I watched the first first season of it. I enjoy yeah, it. I like it. Um, I will say that I did not know that B.D. Wong was going to be... You didn't know that? I didn't. I was I, so stoked whenever they announced him for it. I didn't know. Uh, but I loved him. I, I, okay, so my brain, when I watched season two... I saw Indian Indian Hill, and I was like, "Are they gonna fucking pull Hugo into here? That's fucking awesome!" And then the next episode, like not not the next, but the episode they first had him in, said guest star B D Wong, and I was like, what? "No, <laughs> no!" And he showed up, bald head, <laughs> I was like, "Fucking chin strap!" <laughs> and he's him. he was good. He looks perfect too. Like he looks like I was young, really worried, change. honestly, because yeah, I will say the picture that they have of them. Of, of him and his father, him, yeah. and, him and Bruce's father, with all the guys like together, and underneath it has all their names, and his is the only one with a nickname. Yeah, I like, it's like this person, this person, this person, this person. The Thomas Wayne, Hugo Strange, the philanthropist. Yeah, that's a, yeah, the philanthropist. That's what it was like. like oh, the philosopher, philosopher, or f- professor, the philosopher, philosopher. I think so. I don't remember. But anyways, but he was the only one with a nickname. This is like oh, really? Every episode Peabody was in, her looks just got so much more cheesy. It, it, oh god, but I it was so it. good. And that's and, and you I mean, did you understand? Like at one point where I almost stopped watching it whenever they killed Jerome. Oh yeah, I was like I was episode like, three. I was like, four. fucking seriously, this is the only reason I'm watching this right now is because Jerome was the shit. And but I mean, the show. I mean, it was fucking great after he after yeah. he was killed off. It was, 
even Azrael stuff. And I loved what uh, my favorite part of the entire season was at so early in the show now, and, and so early in his young life, you can see this Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. Yeah. Especially he, like when you see him watch Asriel. Yeah, like, you climb. see him. Oh, fuck. He's like, that's what I want. But you see, and there's stuff he does. Like, he just straight lies to that girl about trying to. Silver? Yeah, Silver about Silver how Club, uh, yeah. getting beat up for uh, to get information. And uh, it's, you know, it's just a. I'm like, oh, God, he's like a badass now. But it was. It, and he, I love at the end where you're like, for a split second, Alfred was like, we're done. Fucking yes, we're done. And then Bruce is like, "There's a secret council." Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> of course there is. You little shit. Why wouldn't there be? And I uh, love that. I love the relationship so much more yeah. this season too. It, I'm so excited for the Court of Owls. Oh my god, yes. Uh, but they, they've done so good um, on this show with developing uh, Bruce and Alfred's relationship. Um, I like Jim Gordon I, I, all the characters are, I, other than Fish Moody who I still don't like yeah I still I, I, I like her I like her more now in season two because um, she fits better now yeah I, I will say the one thing I don't like about Ben McKenzie playing Jim and they and they brought it up to me they made fun of it in the show it's his facial movements yes <laughs> No, they made fun of it with Clayface. Yes, they did. Yes, because it was just like that. The weird. Yeah, he has some very weird. Because he does every time he, he talks, especially when he lies, like when his character's lying, he's always like, "Of course." Yeah, and he like just smiles real big at the end of it, like not even a micro expression. Which, it's, if you watch Lie to Me, you yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. No micro expressions. It's full on expression. It's yeah, like, yeah. of course, smile. <laughs> and, like, and then when it's Clayface, he's like, yeah. Wink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, like, yeah, fucking calm the fuck He does down. have, like, some crazy expressions, and he has, gets some weird looks out of his face. But yeah. and he, the way he talks, dude, he talks like sort of like an old-school movie uh, lead character. You know, like the... I just, ah, see. I just like, hate how long it takes him to realize that Jim, like, Playface is not him. I know. Because it's but, like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? It is but not I do, him. I do like how they reveal that, how Barbara was like, that's not Jim. You're not Jim. <laughs> and slapping his face is all, yes, it's so fucking good. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, what was the other, you said uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow, which, speaking of weird voices, I mean, because, uh, I mean, I like Captain Cold. But they amped it up a bit, didn't they? Uh, I mean, he was like that too in, the, in Flash. He was, not as but, much. See, but, but, but as much. But my a, thing is, okay, so like in Flash, you don't really notice it because he's only in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. He's in every episode. Yes. You hear it. Now, I will say, I fucking love it. Oh my God, yes. I love how he presents himself and how he speaks. It's just so weird. It is. And it, and it, but the thing is, is, it fits almost every time zone. Yeah. Like anytime they go to a new time, he, he won't. It works. Like he fits in. He doesn't like, stand it's out. Almost, it's almost like proper and cheeky. Mm hmm. And like, but also with the some like, slang and yeah, and it's I just I, I wish I want to try and replicate his voice eventually, like try and do an impression of it. But I fucking love it. What, what I particularly like about it, and it's um, it's like it's so hard because I've heard people complain about it, which I understand. I understand, but I fucking love it. But what, what I, I, I miss that voice. What I really enjoy about it is like, it's like I'm trying to think. Every word he says hurts. He knows it's true when he says things like that things these certain things need to be done. Uh, it's, these but it's, things happen. But it's like 
it hurts him to say it because he knows it's the truth. It hurts, but he has to say it. And it's so laid back and calm, but he's in pain as he says it. It's, it, it, it's such a fucking unique take on it. It's, I could, it's uh, there brilliant. There are no strings on me. Oh my God. I, I promise you right now, I watched that. At that moment, I cried. <laughs> that got, that to me, that should have been the season finale. Oh yeah. Because one, it, 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 I felt like the actual season finale was like a letdown. After that episode. Yeah. Because then it felt very much like a video game boss battle. You have to beat him three times to fully beat him. You know, it, it, but it was... Um, but it's like, what else? You have to go back and show repercussions. Like You have to show, like, what happened. Yeah. Like, and it, see, it, but they, they did get me a little bit more in that in the actual season finale whenever uh, Rory goes to, like, 2007 or whatever to talk to him in the bar and just tell him that you are the best man that I've ever known and gets up and leaves and that's all he does. Um, but that death, I'll tell you what, and, and I, I said this before, um, I was talking to Joseph actually about it who still hasn't fucking watched it, um, but he, uh, at the moment when they kill Captain Cold, he says, he just looked and said, there are no strings on me and, and death. They earned the right to use that line. Yeah. And this is the first time, and I never thought I'd say it, Marvel didn't earn the right to use that line. No. And I mean, it was a good line. It was a good line. It fit his character. But Marvel, or but they DC, but it. Legends of Tomorrow earned it for that entire, for that show. When you find out this entire time, their actions have not been their own. They've been coerced to go places and to do things, to make sure things happen. So, Whenever they're in that area and they're like, there are no strings on me anymore. Fucking, that's it. It, it fucking, it was perfect. And I swear to God, I rolled a goddamn tear. And I never thought Captain Cold's death would make me sad. But at that moment, it's his death. And then like the next scene is you see the ship just kind of aimlessly floating through space. It's such a big, vast area. The ship just floating there. I'm like, it felt like I lost somebody. It was like yeah. I, I. It was like I. It, it hit me. I was like, "Oh, I'm never gonna see him again." And it, and and that. On top of that line, like with him and, and Canary, like that. Oh, he had to be a hell of a thief, steal a kiss for me, and like I was like, "Oh God," and like you know that she likes him. Oh like, yeah. You, you could tell when they talk and they would joke around or whatever, but it's just like. She, mm. was, but he's. I mean, he's back though. He's gonna be back in. Oh well, yeah. She's gonna be back all around. But um, there is one thing about the show I didn't like. Okay. Well, there, I mean, there's probably a few things, but this one particularly bothers me, is that they ignore the continuity set into motion, which was that Sarah Lance no longer has the urge, the, the what are they blood called? Lust. The bloodlust. She no longer has it. They ended it whenever John Constantine went and retrieved her soul. She lost the bloodlust. She didn't have it anymore. Uh, I thought she still did. No. Just, okay. They, I mean, unless somebody can correct us, I'll, all five of you. Um, but if you can correct me, but as far as I remember, she, they ended her bloodlust. She never had it again. But then she has it. And then that's that's one of her character flaws that she's she has that bloodlust. She could kill anybody at any second. And I'm like, no, you can't because you lost bloodlust, you fucking idiot. Yeah, I thought for some reason I thought that they, they got her, her spirit back 
but she still had the bloodlust. But, but see, that's the thing. That was the reason why she had the bloodlust because her soul was never completely brought back. So once they bring her back, it kills the bloodlust. What about Thea? Thea's soul never came back all the way. Why not? Mm-hmm. Save it. Save it. Because Constantine was in hell. He couldn't save her. That bitch. Um, so what was I watching? What were you watching? Uh, I got three things, actually. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm not going to go through. I'm not going to go into super detail on them. Let's do this. Uh, I'll go through two things and the one thing I really want to fucking get into. Um, I watched Nice Guys. Right. Yeah, you told me that. Which actually, when I tweeted, I think I called it New Guys. Because I don't know, I was tired or something. I want to see it. It looks hilarious. It is really funny. Uh, I was very happy with it. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling's hilarious. Um, but Russell Crowe surprisingly funny. But I mean, it's a really solid, funny movie. Um, with I mean, good action. It's a good. It's a good mystery. You know, it's not just like ah, this is funny. But it was like it's solid mystery too. Yeah. Um, and the little girl that's in it, she's gonna be in Spider-Man: Homecoming. That they talk about. That they call her the breakout star. She's absolutely the breakout star of that movie. She was awesome. Um, other movie I watched uh, was uh, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. I actually sat down and watched it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, oh, and I think I will, too. I just... From the time I watched it, to, which was a couple days ago till now, I've been thinking about it every day. I'm like, I really enjoyed that movie. Like, the more I think, I'm like, I, it was fun because, like, hey – Right at the point whenever you think, because they keep doing the whole, he dies, he has to go back and repeat the day. He dies, he has to go back and repeat the day. And right when you're getting sick of it, when you're like, you're like, oh, God, they better not do this. And they stop. Yeah. They don't repeat it the rest of the time. They they find ways to work around it. Uh, so, I mean, it's perfect timing on what they do. And the story itself, really, it's got just enough twists. It doesn't go crazy with them. It's really good. Uh, I got friends that will not watch it. Why? Because it is uh, based off of a manga, Japanese manga. Oh, yeah. And uh, they don't like what they did with it. Which, I guess. I mean, it's an adaptation, so I don't care. Uh, I, 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 I'm borrowing the manga right now. I haven't started it. I need to. But I'm borrowing, borrowing it now to read it. Um, I think it's called All You Need Is Kill. Yeah. Um, and it's really gory and like the kids are young like not Tom Cruise's age <laughs> like not 50 probably more like 16 which is a norm in Japan <laughs> yeah that's about right so, so but I want to read it but I was like it's not gonna, it's not gonna swerve me from, from the movie's really good I, again I, I can understand that where people would not be happy but with like that. I remember in an interview Tom Cruise came out and said that it was, it was like he yeah. knew about the manga and like he wanted to adapt it to a uh, U.S. movie, and I was like, okay, that to me is done. Like that's fine. Yeah. I mean, and, and, he's giving it credit, and like, not to be like, I want to be like, and if I remember, they give it credit in the actual credits. Oh yeah, which is good. Um, but I mean, even then, I mean, of course, whenever he makes it, he's gonna make, or if he wants to develop it, of course he's gonna develop it so that way he's the star. Yeah. You know, but in any case, it doesn't matter. The movie is still solid. Isn't he working on Logan's Run? I heard, yeah, I think that's... Remake, which, I mean, I'm okay with. I, I like the original, and I probably won't like the new one as much, but it's fine. Anyways, what's the third movie you watched? Third movie, Don't Breathe. For how long? It's about an hour and 40 minutes. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, me and Michelle went to go see uh, Don't Breathe. Yeah, I want to see it. Um, for those who don't know, it's about these three kids who rob houses uh, because one of the kids has access to the security company's keys. Right. His father runs it. Uh, they find out this one dude uh, has is sitting in an abandoned part of town. He has a you know a house there, and he's sitting on the, like they think going into it three hundred thousand dollars. Which I mean, for these kids, they're like that's fucking incredible. We can leave Detroit and and you know go anywhere else. Um, <laughs> God damn it! But, uh, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere but fucking Detroit. Um, but so they go to go rob the dude. Yeah, and it turns out he's blind. He's blind. He's a blind uh, vet. And you find out and what he it takes is, care of animals. Yeah, that's awesome. He, uh, but he, um, <laughs> he. Um, I don't know how he does surgery when he's blind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we'll take care of Miss Mr. Fluffy the cat here. Like it's my dog. Yeah, <laughs> I have a pet snake. It's fine. I'll cut off its legs. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, anyway. So he gets this money because uh, his daughter was killed by a rich family's daughter. Right. And so he has his money. They go in to rob him, and then it turns out uh, he's not just a blind dude. He's a fucking crazy asshole. Yeah, and uh, shit goes down, yeah. and I'll tell you right now, one, it's so fun. It's by Fide Alvarez, who the guy who did uh, the remake of Evil Dead. Yeah, which gotta say, I just watched it again today. Love it. I need to watch it. Um, you should. It's really enjoyable. Um, but anyways, should we he, say spoilers for? For don't well, I wasn't gonna spoil it because because okay, uh, one, I want people to go see it, and two, I don't want to spoil it for you. Well, I know some of it. Uh, do you know about the turkey baster? Yeah, um, there's uh, they cook Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> they cook Thanksgiving dinner. It's a rump god. roast. Oh god! It's um, dude. Oh, and like, oh. it's um, <laughs> That's rough. I'll tell you what. There's uh, it, it's a good movie. Really good movie. Really, really, really. I can't stress enough. Reallys. Fucked up moments in the movie. Yeah, um, very disturbing. Very disturbing. Like, it, and I've seen a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some fifty fifties. I wish I hadn't seen. <laughs> Holy shit! But it's uh, definitely it's it's got some really messed up to the point where, um, me and my wife were watching it, and I, I, okay, I won't tell you what happened. Deal with that. <sighs> <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, she enjoyed the movie, but she she's I mean, it was fucked up. Yeah, uh, but it's rough. It got to uh, this particular sequence. I'm not gonna tell you what happens, but I'll give you my reactions to it. It was. Uh, it starts out with, um, what's he doing? What's he? What's in the cup? What? Oh God! Oh no! Oh my God! Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> and then you fast forward a little bit, and the entire audience, oh god! <laughs> At the same time in unison. It was so fucked up, but it was awesome. I loved it. I had fun watching it. It was genuine surprises in the movie, too. Not yeah. like, you know, some movies, we have a great twist in the movie, and you're like, oh, well, I can kind of see the twist coming. This was like genuine twists and genuine surprises. It was. Very, very good. Um, I can't recommend this movie highly enough. It, it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which is rare for a, a horror movie anymore. Yeah. 
uh, which is not even a horror movie though, honestly. And this, I think, some people suspense. Are, suspense. Yeah. Thriller. Yeah, I like I like those movies. But it's uh, definitely, absolutely, one hundred percent worse, worth, <laughs> worst, worst movie ever, <laughs> worst movie ever. But it was worst definitely. Uh, I uh, can't recommend it enough. Worth the price of admission. Cool. I want to go see it. Um. So we're hitting we're hitting pretty late. Yeah. On this podcast, should we just do recommendations then? Well, let's recommend some shit, man. Um. Oh, did you, well, we'll do that another time. I said we could talk about uh, the the Dark Knight, but we'll hit that. Then. We'll hit that another. We're one. gonna talk about in the, uh, probably the next episode. We'll do a, what were we reading? <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna reread something. But it's uh basically uh yeah what were we reading? Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's uh it's uh, by um Dark Knight Paul uh, Paul Denny. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight, a true Batman story. Uh, we both finally I've read it first. Let him borrow it. He read it. Uh, it's the one he actually bought for me. Uh, on an episode of yeah, what we're talking about actually, um, but yeah, it's so an excellent book. So. It is fantastic. So we'll talk about that next time around. Uh, so as as per usual, we're gonna recommend some shit. John, you got any ideas? Yes, um, we didn't really talk about it, so we'll hit it now. I guess since our last podcast, we had another death, and I was tore up pretty bad. Um, one of my favorites. From multiple movies and multiple characters and, and genres. Uh, I didn't want to say his name. Makes it too real. Yeah. Gene Wilder passed away. Yeah. God damn it. Oh. This sucks. It, it really it's does suck. It's stupid for me to react like this because I don't know him. Right. I didn't know him. But it's just, he was like, to me, like growing up, growing up, it was Willy Wonka and then Blazing Saddles. Fucking Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein, sorry. Um, uh, one that I didn't watch that was older, but the, the see, no evil, see No Evil, Hear No Evil mm-hmm. with him and Pryor. Mm-hmm. Like, like I love his movies, and they're so unique, and, and just sucks. Kind of, And hey, the fact that he suffered, yeah, like, with, unknowingly, like, that's... And see, that's a, and see here's the... You, you're kind of... It seems like you're taking it sort of like how I took Alan Rickman's death. Yeah. Which that one hit me kind of hard too. Yeah, Alan Rickman for some reason fucking broke my heart. Uh, Gene Wilder, uh, it's very sad. It did actually bum me out a lot more than I thought it would. Because here's the thing: um, obviously, when any celebrity dies, you're going to see a bunch of people on Facebook, on Twitter. Oh, he was so great. He was, and that's here's the thing. And then you're going to have the subset of people who are going to be like, "Oh, you thought he was so great, really? Did you, or was it just because he died?" That sort of thing. Um, Here's the thing. I put, whenever he died, I said, it's a sad day. He was truly talented. I was never as big of a fan of, uh, as some people of Gene Wilder. Um, but it doesn't take a gigantic fan to realize that this man was one of the most talented, funniest actors ever. Not not, fact- of, not of his generation, ever. Yeah. And he, he absolutely <laughs> was. Uh, one of the and the fact that he could take a character that's supposed to be and it's in a comedy and make it a serious ish character yes is hilarious and amazing at the same time like when you look at characters he's played like I think he said in interviews that he's never played a comedy role like all of his characters to him are serious characters and it's just like he can yeah that's his style though yeah I mean he takes these characters who if they're in comedies or 
musicals or comedies or whatever. Whatever it is. And he plays them. Like, they are deadly serious. He reads the lines, and he plays them seriously, but it will make people laugh yeah. because it's he's taking it so seriously. Yeah. Um, he – it is such a bummer that he died. And I thought – or John thought, rather – um, the best way to memorialize him is for our recommendations. We recommend each our favorite Gene Wilder movie. I'm going to go with Blazing Saddles. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I could have went William Walker. Because that's, that's the movie I probably watched the most cause as a kid. But um, Blazing Saddles was, like, my first big adult-ish movie, like, my parents didn't want me to watch No Sure, but I watched it at a friend's house. <laughs> but, right. yeah. but it was, it's such a good movie. And his character in it, like, I quote that movie all the time. I was at work the other day uh, before he passed away. And I walked up and I was like, <laughs> my hand up. They're like, it's like, yeah, he seemed real steady. I was like, yeah, but this is my shooting hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, oh, I just love it. Um, I'll have to go with. Um Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Literally, just the other day, it was uh, uh, watched it um, uh, with Michelle, and we both teared up because at the end of the movie, at the very end, free, it was on Freeform. We watched a lot of Freeform in this house, apparently. Um, but it was on Freeform at the end of it. They showed a picture of him from Willy Wonka, and it said, uh, "What was what's the line in the movie?" Um, Thanks for the. Uh, Imagination. What's the line in the, in the movie? It's uh, pure imagination. Pure man. Ma- yeah. Thank you for a lifetime of pure imagination. And we both like hit us. We're like, oh, and teared up. Like even now, I kind of tear up talking about it because it's it's true. Yeah. And uh, that movie uh, is one an incredible film. Yeah. Besides being a cool musical. Um, really uh saw it's it's funny and it's cleverly made like because yeah. and i like the stuff they do in it especially for the in the time period i mean it's hard to like how the fuck did they do that yeah you know what i mean and it's and what i like about it is is yes it's based off of a book mm-hmm. but they it's loosely adapted yeah it's, because the new one is actually based on more based on the book. Yeah, like the like it's it's, like it's legit. And I to me, it's a it. hunk of shit. It is, and I never thought because I used to not like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, one, I hate the kid that plays Charlie in the yeah, movie. He's annoying. Have I, you seen the meme with with him? No. Nah. Saying, uh, it's it's dark, but like someone posted the day it happened, and it had Charlie on it with a smiling face, like he has, and he uh, it says, "Oh, finally he died. Now the Chocolate Factory is mine." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's it, to me. It's like it's cute enough. Like I'm not mad. It's just like I don't get mad at that stuff anyways. But it's just like, eh, all right. Um, but yeah, that that's my recommendation. And that's, here's another thing: he, he shouldn't just because somebody's favorite movie is probably their more popular movie. You're like, you know, you know, John recommended Blazing Saddles. I recommend Willy Wonka, The Chocolate Factory. Uh, shouldn't mean that we're less of fans or. Or anything of the sort. That's just the movie that we connect with most. Yeah, I mean, and I've seen pretty much most, not all of his, maybe not all of them, but quite a few of his movies. Right, and, and just the ones that you connect to. And that's what Blazing Saddles is just one of the things. A mesmerizing film in general. One of the things people do, uh, and we all know somebody like this 
who whenever an actor dies or something like that, they'd say, oh, you need to go watch this movie. And they pick one of their more obscure movies to show how true of a fan they are. Because they know all of this knowledge. Yeah. And it's not that... And, yeah, I might not have watched all of his movies, and uh, I'm not well-versed in a whole lot of his stuff, but I know what I've seen him in, and I know that he was a great and talented, funny actor. And to me, Willy Wonka and The Chocolate Factory uh, embodied that for me the most. And it also, the movie... Uh, I remember it fondly as a, you know watching as a kid, even watching as an adult. It's the one that I, I connect with more. It most was, it was one of the first movies that got me, like as far as like kind of a swerve. Yeah, because yeah. because it's like he didn't get a golden ticket. Like he doesn't get it. He just that sucks. <laughs> this movie's gonna be short. Yeah, and then he gets it. I was like, he's gonna find a way to sneak into that fucking place, and yeah. then he gets the golden ticket, and then another swerve where the guy like offers him like, hey. Get a gobstopper, and I'll give you guys money. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus, like this is dark. Like it's got some shit in it, and it's... and like him, like kids don't die, but they're life threatening situations. Like it's it's a really good, it's kind of a fucked up movie, and it's but bit. it's it, it's so light hearted in yeah. tone. It's it, and it's... Then that moment at the end with with Wild when he really breaks down. Yes, because like everyone lost, like. Oh God, it hits me so hard. He I'm does a, so, he reads he, 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 the delivery of the line. The, the is, whole the good day, sir. Yeah, it's so. I said good day. It's like because in the entire movie he's funny, he's goofy, and then that yeah. moment's like, oh shit. You realize that this is the other half of him, which yeah, and they kind of show in the room. That he's right, two sided. And uh, it, it, it's so cool because it's you know it's yeah he's he's a real man. He's putting on a show, but he's hurt by the fact that. Nobody won. He doesn't have an heir. He's he gonna die. He and can't his... move on. Exactly. But yeah, I recommend Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. John recommends Blazing Saddles. Um, I do have one other thing. I, it's not really a recommendation, but something that we talked about earlier that I want to talk about again. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's a movie that I really want to promote because it was really good. I mean, people have probably seen it. It's old, uh, but we're talking about how um, there's a movie with the, with the deaf person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was a movie in ninety three. Oh, Hush. No. Well, that's a movie um, with the deaf version, but yeah, yeah, but um, uh, it's got it's got Marley Matlin in it, who's if you don't know, she's it, actually it, deaf. Yeah, she's actually deaf. Oscar winner uh, too. Yeah, which I know a lot of the the deaf community hated her, got a lot of heat on her when she spoke her uh, acceptance speech, and it's like, how do they even know? Man, <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's got uh, Martin Sheen and uh, John C. McKinley in it uh, from Scrubs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but essentially, what made me think about it was the fact that uh, when she's getting attacked in the movie by like a killer, mm-hmm. she's trying to hide, and she's deaf. So she doesn't hear the noises that she's making. Yeah. So she'll go up, hide behind something and breathe or like run into it and not know that she's making noise. And she thinks she's hiding and she's not. Yeah. And it's just like they made it look real because that's what it would be like because she wouldn't know what sound she's making. And then obviously they would know where she is. Right. So but it, it's it was a pretty fun movie. Like it's it's a thriller suspense, but essentially like. This guy steals this coin mm-hmm. for somebody, uh, and then 
trying to figure out like who's what and who's where and what who did it kind of thing. A who done it? Yeah. But she's kind of centered in it, but she's not a part of it. Like she's put in the middle of it by someone mm-hmm. and has to unknowingly kind of try and help uh, and then gets pushed in the middle of it. Um, but she's really good in it. Martin Sheen's really good in it. Uh, the other guy that plays in it is really good in it. And then McGinley is in it for a little bit. He's really good. Uh, he, his character's weird, but like I like it. Like It's it's different. But anyways, That's kind of like a side recommendation. Like if you if you are interested in it, like I took I took we watched it in my sign language class. Uh, I I took a sign language class for for a semester and fucking loved it. But we watched that movie in class, um, and it was it was really good. Um, it felt like a waste of time. Really, we should be learning, not watching movies. But it was fun to like see that kind of reality because like they make it seem really real. Right. But yeah, it's a really good movie. I was really surprised. But yeah, it's it was. It was pretty good. I mean, it looked like it did pretty well. Box office made five mil. What? Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, so so the recommendations are what we said. But honestly, I just say pick up your favorite. Yeah, pick up your favorite Gene Wilder. And, and watch it. Yeah. So, till next time. I'm Jake. I'm John. Be the dreamer of dreams.